0: At the edge of the universe when the future is in peril. Got Cardassians on our back doorstep. One man faces an impossible mission. I will do the job I've been ordered to do, sir. To protect a defenseless space station.
1: I don't believe the Federation has any business being here. Command an untested crew. And to relive a deadly encounter. We'll disarm your weapons. Next time on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Look rockets.
2: I can't
0: find a
1: proper, like, recap of the the pilot. You don't need to. I remember everything (laughs) until the point of Cardassians' attack. There's one point in the episode when a whole bunch of Cardassians decide to take the station back because shit's going down. And I don't really remember what happens afterwards. I remember, like, Chief O'Brien gathers powers from some weird semiconductor. He's got to rewrite the power from from the 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 shields. And then the computer clearly says that it'll
2: cause self-destruction of the of the space station in 45 seconds if it doesn't work. And it's one of several beats in the episode where O'Brien or another character is just, just like, let's go for it. <laughs> 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 Women, children, casualties, whatever. Let's, let's, find, let's go on an adventure together.
3: Well, Chief O'Brien is so horribly depressed, it's not a surprise he wants to take the whole station with He's him. He's
1: really... Deep Space Nine is the story of Worf and O'Brien, really. Yeah. This is like... This Why is
2: O'Brien a... depressed? He's just a depressed guy. He has guy. a lot of PTSD I mean, from the Cardassian War. He's, he's like an old
1: soldier. He has the Irishest face in All, the cinema. He's, he's got, got that th- little fro, those, those, those little curls. Miles O'Brien is also a name of a former CNN and a space reporter that had his own show about space. And oh, it was yeah. a very confusing time because O'Brien. it was a, all that shit was airing at the same time as like deep space nine and star trek was airing. <laughs> Two Miles he, O'Brien's.
3: He's a potato face, of course he's unhappy.
1: And he's a married to a <laughs> Japanese woman who's played by a Chinese woman and they're doing all kinds of racist beats like they're doing ikebana and <laughs> tea ceremonies yeah. in space. Yeah.
3: There's that great episode of The Next Generation where they get married. Yep. it's all about how they're both trying to use data and emotionalist machine to convince... <laughs> Whoa, Jesse. What the, what the fuck is that? Important security message. Your computer has porno viruses. Ding, 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 ding. Caution.
1: You're gonna install more ad blocks.
2: I actually have, like, ransom. three more. Ransom. I live in fear of the ransom viruses now. I have three more
1: uh, What's icons. What's ransom viruses? So oh. they
2: got these new viruses where once it infiltrates your computer, the... Malware goes through and locks up all of your files and right. puts it uh, encrypted with a password protection. Right. And it gives you a, a, an email to contact if you want to get your files unlocked. And then you have to pay like $5,000, $10,000 or whatever to the ransom holder to get your files unlocked. Yep, And it's it's become a problem. Like I was talking to uh, Brandon Silva about it. And he does a lot of like security and computer stuff. Yeah. And among the communities, that's, like, the most frightening of of the malware and the viruses now. Because, like, you can have a huge company that's got all this really proprietary, important files that get locked up. And
3: Yeah, but aren't, like, why aren't they just phantoming all their hard drives onto backup hard drives every single day? They do, like,
2: but, like, there's always leaks in companies where somebody didn't encrypt the laptop. Hey, friend. Or, hey friend.
3: <laughs> Are you exhausted from masturbating nonstop? Here's a ransom virus. Lock your porn up.
2: Feeling lonely? Want to connect with another person even if they're a criminal?
3: (laughs) Not a joke. No credit card needed. Fuck MILFs today.
1: (laughs) Women in your area want to come to your area. Yeah, lonely
3: lonely mothers in your area want to fuck and suck. (laughs) There's a lot of millennials that can't pay their rent.
1: (laughs) Russian women are ready to marry you right now.
3: My favorite one I've ever seen was uh, "Learn the one Jedi mind trick to put her on your dick," and it was a little—it was a little cartoon drawing of a of a guy in a Jedi robe hovering a woman down in like a force cloud onto his penis. Here we go.
1: Oh yeah, why the fuck did they do that stupid word scroll Star Wars bullshit? You know, because ah, Star exposition. Wars. Fuck, You can't get rid of that bullshit.
2: I am Locutus. So I have, that is the I have best to admit, episode. I was a novice going into this. I completely don't remember Deep Space Nine, apart from, like, a couple of key episodes. This is an epic opening. It's oh, yeah. Holy an ep- It's crap. an epic
1: series. Two hours? Yeah. This is also... just lower the volume a little bit. Um, So, there's things you have to know about Deep Space Nine when we're going into it. Star Trek Next Generation still airing for, like, a couple of seasons. Oh, yeah. so that's why they put the Picard in there. Yeah, they're promoting, they're, they're branching out the franchise. Mm-hmm. As
3: far as I know, this started in season 1990 six.
1: 1993,
3: yeah. Yeah, season six of Next Generation. So,
1: Next Generation's, like, at the top of their game. They're airing yeah. all the best episodes. Fucking Riker's, like, fucking women right and left. Picard's being a super lawyer. And an space <laughs> Objection. archaeologist. Like... Data's learning about his emotions, all kinds of shit's happening. And In the meantime, fucking Miles O'Brien is killing it on the original series, and they spin them off to be a main cast member on this one. Just to, like, support the other cast. Because they don't know how the fuck are they gonna do. Like, they're all, you know. A lot of them are, like, bit like soap opera stars, like the, the Doctor. Yeah like Alexander Siddig, who is a ridiculous person. <laughs> he is in Game of Thrones right now as the king of... uh He just got stabbed in Dorf, the heart. Yeah, he's, he's gone, gone now. Well, fucking
3: spoiler alert yeah. for people who haven't watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fuck, I don't care about
1: that. Uh You're not yes. a true fan. Spoilers are stupid. I've, well, I've, I've seen too. it.
3: <laughs> Two weeks behind. But, no, I've seen it. I've seen it at all. Just there So, might be Alexander
1: back. Siddig's name is like 20 words long. It's like Alexander Bin Rahim Ibn Hatab, blah, blah, blah. He's the cousin of the former president of Sudan. Really? Yeah, he is like a super Arab royalty kind of British pedigree actor.
3: They got really—they got for the spin-off series—they got really good people to play the doctors. They got him for Deep Space Nine, and they got Robert Picardo for yeah, Voyager, who is, Voyager, <laughs> who is really? arguably like the strongest part of that whole show. Yeah, he kills it there. He there's, kills nothing, it.
1: there's nothing else there except uh, Kate Mulgrew, the captain. I was yeah. saying
2: to Jessica last night when we were re- re- rewatching this pilot that I always get the Doctors confused, like yeah. which Doctor serves on which show. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're all very different. This no, I know they're all different, but I forget which one works on which ship. Well, is this the one with the hologram Doctor? <laughs> Beverly or the Crusher the- is a
1: hot super milf. And this one is Nerd Riker. Like, he wants to bang everything that moves by him. And With he's also, science. like, a genius. <laughs> he's supposed to be kind of, like, Rikery a little bit. And also, like, he represents the Federation, as in he's, like, he's full of stupid optimism.
3: Then there was that cunt, Catherine Pulowski. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> from season two of <laughs> No one likes her. Oh, God. Hey, like friend. a friend. Discover how oh, you can make $1,000 to $3,000 a day <laughs> right from your own home. Stop that chair. Caution. Oh,
1: God. Jesse's terrible at the internet. Oh, okay, I got it. All right. All right. Round two. Just lower lower volumes and everything will be good. So, another thing about Deep Space Nine, when you start watching it, you have to realize that it is a ripoff of Babylon 5. Yeah. Oh. oh. Babylon 5 was written in 1987 by Michael Straczynski, who is very good at what he does. And he tried to sell Babylon 5 everywhere, and Warner Brothers looked at it and, like, Well, we have a different property where we need to put this shit into, but we're not going to pay you anything. So they built a space station with, like, a wormhole next to it, which is the premise of Babylon 5, and then aired it before Babylon 5 aired, so they competed at the same time. Take that, Babylon 5. Yeah, except, you know, Babylon 5 is great, by the way. It's so cheesy. (laughs) I
2: I love Babylon 5. Babylon 5 is the one with the Native American captain guy. Or am I thinking no, of something no, That's fucking *Voyager*. We got the tattoos on his face. That's, yeah, that's Voyager, *Voyager*. Yeah, okay. that's Chakotay. Yeah, he, he sucks alien
3: dick. <laughs> that's Chakotay, Jesse. <laughs> that
1: was the stupidest <laughs> premise ever. And there's a there's a
3: there's an episode of *Voyager* where they stumble on a planet and find the progenitors of Native Americans oh on the other side of the universe, who are like, "We visited Earth once, and we taught the people our ways." <laughs> Like seven generations. He's, he's eighty thousand light years from home, and he's meeting his native ancestors. It's, it makes no fucking sense. The Voyager
1: was the beginning of but, the end. But yeah.
3: Star, Star Trek loved to do that weird Native American mysticism shit. Because in the Next Generation, uh Wesley Crusher has to help in the relocation of a Native American planet, who are being like moved.
1: They're not. They're Irish.
3: No no no, that's earlier on. There's another one in like the last season where Is that where
1: they go through the holodeck and gradually like more it gradually morph to a different to a different planet? No, that's with Worf's brother
3: and even a different one in the last season. Oh,
1: shit, you're right, it's the third yeah. episode. W- West, this Wesley same Crusher fucking premise
3: goes to that native planet and then he finds the weird traveler dude who Oh the
1: the, the space pedophile. The space
3: the space pedophile who is who's <laughs> actually apparently a Native American. What? Who sh- who shows him like a fire dream of his own dad who tells him not to be in Starfleet anymore? So he leaves Starfleet to travel the universe as a fucking spirit being or something. That's like the end of. I it. don't remember so that we at sh- all. We should just watch did you just that make one. that up? No,
1: that's a real episode. <laughs> fucking Wesley travels the universe with the pedophile.
3: Yeah, with that space pedophile dude who d- helps him unlock the secrets of fucking magical time holes in his <laughs> pants. <laughs>
2: Okay. Maybe this will become Star Trek potpourri, where uh, no, it no, no, kinda no, jumps no. all over the place.
0: Let's get, let's get
2: back to the to the main thing. So, one of the beats that I noticed right away, watching it last night, was the incredible um, sexual <laughs> predator vibes that were coming <laughs> from fucking <laughs> S- uh, Cisco When Cisco. he meets his his, uh, his soon-to-be wife on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and <he's laughs> He doesn't break eye contact the entire time, like, she's trying to walk away from him on the beach, and he's just, like, staring at her face, at the side of her head, saying, like, You should come to dinner with me. I make an amazing eggplant stew. (laughs) (laughs) This
1: is the worst you've He's like, he
2: smiles at her like a wolf.
1: (laughs) All of the smiles that Benjamin Sisko, the captain, does on the show are ridiculously fake and they look like, like he looks like a crazy predator. And it works really well when he's negotiating with aliens, but when he's trying to convey like human emotion, it looks fucking weird. Like whenever he gives like his son like a loving smile, it looks like he's gonna eat him. If
3: a positive emotion. He's amazing at conveying yeah. all the scope of negative emotions. Yeah, when he looking needs to stirred, lay the looking law looking down, bored. he's <laughs> amazing at that.
1: But like, yeah, his range is very at like projecting power. And he has like the same favorite. kind of
2: sexual predator smile when it comes to talking about baseball. For some <laughs> he loves
1: baseball. He, he really does. And then also fucking Jake is in it, which is like, you know, they needed another Wesley for some reason.
3: And he's arguably even more annoying than Wesley's character.
1: Mm, nothing's as annoying as Wesley's character. Uh, I, he's better, but he sticks around for a very long time what, and never yeah. goes away. Well,
3: what, and what's the young Ferengi kid's name? Nog. <laughs> they, t- they team... They team, team up and do hijinks. Jake and Nog, yeah. and they fucking have Adventure prank-em-ups together. around the, the station, old goof-em-ups,
1: <laughs> and Nog pranking them their work. old dads. Huck Finn style, Huck where, like, you're style. Style.
2: Jake, you were supposed to paint the yep. fence. Yep, it's exactly like deck. that.
1: Fucking Nog is, like, a little capitalist pig. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a lemonade stand at 10 Ford <laughs> Yeah. Well, because Nog's dad is uh, the brother of Quark, and Quark is a pimp. He runs a bordello on the station. He he does, like... In the open. He has, like, a huge massage parlor holodeck. And everybody visits, and he employs, like, whores to, like, play, like, to staff the casino tables and shit. Sells super laser sex discs and, like, fucking (laughs) time
3: in the hollow suites with crazy six-pussied women.
1: So as soon as Riker's on the station, he visits the holodeck.
3: There's actually... I think there's, like... At least once, maybe twice, where they cross the show over with Next Generation, where Riker and Quark are talking over subspace, and uh, Quark's like, oh, remember those hundred gold latinum vouchers I gave you last time you were here? (laughs) Like, I'll trade you those for the information, because Riker, like, just frequents his fuck suites.
2: (laughs) Whenever everybody in the galaxy knows he can be bought with pussy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like... I don't know if Riker can be bought with it. I think he conquers it. He conquers it.
3: <laughs> He fucking plays a little ditty on trombone and one of my everyone favorite, in the house is as wet as Aquafina. One
1: of my favorite episodes with Riker in The Next Generation, We're going to go back a tiny bit, yeah. when he converts an alien who has two genders <laughs> <To> a <woman. laughs> into a woman he, just so he could fuck her. He takes it, a genderless,
3: non-binary species and converts her to a female so he can fuck her. Yeah, and like.
2: then the species of that female banish them for like their non-traditional I'm imma- orientation. I'm imagining like, in between the legs there's some sort of amorphous, <laughs> s- pa- uh, malleable Like goo. an
3: iridescent er- goo that's just changing shape on the wreckers,
2: time. like Starfleet it's hard on just like face.
1: It. it just looks like a puppy.
2: And <laughs> after Riker was done with it. It's <laughs> <Yeah, he's> not.
3: <laughs> looks like the Sardock pit. There's the puppy's sad. There was there wasn't a woman in the universe Riker couldn't fuck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, move let's move back to Sis, Commander Cisco, who's still right. a commander and he's commander like up until the end. He, he like he moves I, I don't know if Captain's like Oh my God! I don't know if um, Captain is a higher rank than Commander or not, because Cisco commands a whole station, and Captain's just like one spaceship.
2: According to the dots on his on his lapel, he's lower than
3: C- Picard. Because oh, no, yeah, is super Captain, but Riker's a Commander, right? He's Commander Riker. That's true. So he's just like second. I guess they don't really need a captain of a, of a well, space it's a station.
1: Sta- it's like being the captain of a building.
3: Right, they you can't the fly ship. it anywhere.
1: And uh, so yeah, so when they start the episode, they, um, they immediately tie it to like the best episode of the TNG series mm. in memory, which Wolf is when three five nine, yeah, the the Battle of Wolf three five nine or whatever. And then Picard turns into a Borg, and he goes, "From this moment onward, you will service us." Us. And. Um, Cisco has a lot of PTSD about that because his wife died. But
2: it's strange because why does he blame Picard? I don't know. He was assimilated into a Borg collective, he didn't have anything to do with it.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. Because
3: that bald motherfucker killed his wife.
1: That's why. (laughs) There are certain things that they wanted to try. I think Gene Roddenberry at that point was dead. Hmm.
3: So they not
1: so they didn't want to do the communist utopia that was the idea behind the original TNG.
3: That that's what's very specific about this show. Actually I think I think Voyager might fall into the same uh but Deep Space Nine Voyager is, evolved, but this is one the is. first show that actually had zero Roddenberry input. Yeah. And then it was um Richard Berman and Brandon Braga, the two guys who owned the franchise at the time and who were the producers, It was their first foray into making something canon that was had none of the Roddenberry estate.
1: So they went anything into full it? theater. They took away a lot of the sci-fi, and, and added a lot of, a lot the lot of
2: United Nations type of vibe. That yeah, the there's had. a
1: little bit of that, but they added conflict. Like the original series had no conflict because mm-hmm. they were supposed to be communists or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. When I was watching Star Trek, I thought they were living in communism because they all wear the same clothes and everything was free. <laughs> you look comrade, Riker. Yeah, and everybody like had open doors and shit. Like, nobody cared about anything. <laughs> yeah, They're stopping. It was just about bettering yourself like all of social problems problems were solved. Right. There were like some remedial planets, but the federation was doing great. And they're headed there. They they had it's no just money. there's a, there's more
2: work to be done, but we're on the right track.
1: Yeah, this is way back. Like suddenly everything's shit. Yeah. They're on this corner of the universe where there's like Oh, <laughs> oh scene yeah. coming up. Yeah, there's a scene where uh Picard looks like he's green screen, but he's not. <laughs>
3: We had to see... Patrick Stewart had no time that day. Yeah. <laughs> they just cut cut this together. Well, I think the show added, like, a very nice layering that would even be in- increased by Voyager. Uh, th- gives you, give you multiple viewpoints of this, this universe. Because you're always looking at it through the bridge of the Enterprise, right, which is Starfleet's finest ship doing all of Starfleet's most important work. So, of course, it's going to constantly feel like everything's going really well, and things are all clean and, and well put together. Uh, they needed this show to show off the parts of the universe that were still struggling. Yeah, this, and still made, had these this small made it
1: look like a big universe. <clears throat> yeah. Star Trek TNG made it look like, well, Earth's great. Let's go explore and see what all these remedial stupid species are like that, like, haven't accomplished anything communist yet. Yeah. And they haven't embraced it, you know. And
3: then then even further, like, the next layer was Voyager kind of flinging them across the universe so that it would show off the, like, potential ineptitude of humans still. That they could still fail and fuck up and that they could be scared and away from home and have to, like, wing it. They weren't relying on, like, the togetherness and the unity of all being on the same page. They were just alone in the middle of the fucking universe. Which is why it could have been the best of the three. No. It was just so poorly cast.
1: Voyager (laughs) was – it had two good actors, the doctor and the captain. Everyone else on that show was awesome. I mean,
3: what what are we talking great? Are we talking acting abilities or tits and ass? Because,
1: like – Oh, well, yeah. Seven of Nine (laughs) was great. Seven of Nine was great. But yeah, the Klingon okay, but, okay. girl was not bad. She was terrible. She's bad acting. I don't even remember her name. Belana, right? Belana Torres. Belana Torres. Oh my god. Was- oh, and then
3: A type Tom Paris.
1: They That's had an fucking Asian dude. character who was terrible. Harry Kim. Yeah. Harry Kim and Tom Paris. That sounds like a racist name. That
3: sounds like a racist <laughs> name you'd call the <laughs> Korean kid at your school. Like, hey, it's Harry Kim.
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, man. I wonder if he was in Korean. They always miscast him. Fucking O'Brien's wife is supposed to be Japanese, but she's, she's very Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what they're just like I'll oh, just get, get me an Asian <laughs> who could s- they're like at least they didn't cast like a Filipino lady. It'd be like a short, like brown skinned like woman that looks nothing like what they're supposed to represent.
3: There's an interesting uh, there's an interesting point, sidebar, racial diversity in the new world of Star Trek. You see like a fair amount of like black people, they've covered that sort of base and they'll throw in like at least an Asian on every crew so no
1: in Indians, every show. Even though there's a billion of them, they should have tons there's, of yeah, Indians
3: everywhere. You're, you're almost never seeing like an Indian or Pakistani or like a South Pacific person. I, I don't. I can't <clears throat> recall having ever seen. But they have Native Americans. They do have one single Native American on a crew. Well, I, and it's I, I, the most I, I, stereotypical, offensive Asian portrayal ever, where he goes and meets his fucking eagle ancestors on a planet across the
1: universe. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like, it, come it, on. I, I don't know. Well, but, okay, racial diversity in the world of uh, Star Trek is represented by different species, right? Mm. And on, For example, in Deep Space Nine, there's two types of space Jews. Right. There is the Ferengi's, who are the traditional space Jews. They love money. They have big noses and big ears. They're that's why people you know, thought they remember, bad. Was and they're small, Too hygiene. They're short. They're like kind of hey. gimpy. Jesus. And everyone hates them. <laughs> oh and, God. And uh, and, and, the, yet, and there's the other space Jews, yet. the big. Bajorans, who were oppressed by the Nazi-like Cardassians, and now right. they're trying to, you know. Create a fucking state in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So there's uh you know somebody so somebody's wires got crossed and they didn't realize they should have only one like stereotype. Yeah. And then there's you know there's and the Bajorans dad. are yeah. doing the the brave fight. To yeah. Well, the,
2: you know the Ferengis found the are, frontier you know, and get rid of the the fr- yeah. the um <laughs> the funny part about uh, this pilot episode is you've got um Cisco arguing that the Ferengi brothel is the foundation of the community yeah <laughs> he has to fight to to keep it established to the point where he puts the Ferengi's uh business owner's son in prison to yeah he blackmails to him just keep his doors open
1: it's that that's you know finest federation's finest I guess
3: <laughs> <laughs> see one of the enlightened parts of the future is that they've realized the integral importance of entertainment like keeping people entertained is keeping them from like beating the Christ out of each other and stealing each other's shit. Mm-hmm. So long as people have something to do and somewhere to
1: go and like a drink to have, they'll
3: usually keep their fucking. I don't think shut. that's the
1: thing of the future. It's bread and circuses. That's
3: like from the Roman times. <laughs> no, but, but but I'm saying like how just how important it is. It's it kind of survives through to this enlightened future where you know everything might be futuristic and you might be able to get unlimited food, but people still need to. Be entertained and be distracted, or they'll become idle and pissed off and do something crazy. Well, this is also vandalism. this also goes into uh, Star
1: Trek economics, right? Because mm-hmm. before you you know you'd think that there is no economics in Star Trek, everything is free because they have you know, replicators. But there's no real like there's a little bit of replicators on the station, but mostly they have to buy shit, and that's when money comes in. That's where the Ferengis are needed because fucking Commander you can't replicate needs- Well, maybe you can. <laughs> you can't. There's all kinds of. You can't replicate pussy. Yeah, there's holodeck though. Right it true. Works on <laughs> okay, so you can't. Right? You can or? replicate it. <laughs> yeah. So, but but the thing is, um, Cisco taxes like the Ferengi bar and the casino establishment and pays oh, yeah? for like supplies and shit. Right. So he he understands the, the need for businesses. And also he wants to get like an uh, okay, so yeah, there's the other part of this Deep Space Nine show that I actually don't like very much is that big pile of shitty mysticism that they put everywhere with the prophets that live in the wormhole. Uh, yeah.
3: Doesn't Cisco become like wormhole okay, god that, at the end the of the show? That's the last episode. <laughs> yeah. In the last they episode. They establish
1: it in the pilot. Yeah. That he's
3: going to be wormhole god.
2: The yeah. prophet the prophet Bajoran gives him the mission to go out and find all of the other um, talismans or those little green hourglasses that allow you to see the future and the past. Yep. And then he goes into the wormhole and
1: he uh, establishes that, yeah, he like a
2: truce between the wormhole gods
1: and he meets Deep the aliens. Space Nine. And then uh, they create this plot device that links, uh, that makes uh, Deep Space Nine an exploration show and not just a stain and uh, you know yeah that's last show. couple
3: seasons which is awesome because they show the other side a lot more and they show like the foundi- founders or
1: whatever that's do not they the move, last couple of seasons do that they move that the, uh, fast. Uh,
2: yeah. did they move the exit of the wormhole to different places no or it's it all goes it's to, all that goes that to like
1: one place that's really really far and like starfleet can't the really gamma reach gamma quadrant it. it's a gamma quadrant and there's it's, strange it's, things it's out there It's far as fuck and there's they, they get invaded right
3: Yeah, there's these people called the Founders that are on the side, and uh, I think another race called the Breen. Mm -hmm. No, no, the Breen are on the other side. They're they're buddies with the Romulans. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen *Space 9.
1: But yeah, I just uh, I don't like any of this mysticism. And there's episodes that are just like half of the time it's in Cisco's head and the war with like with the wormhole aliens. So you
3: must hate just, *Stargate*. Just
1: show uh, *Stargate* <laughs> is irritating. at it's times. It's like religious
3: mysticism, sci-fi, terrible. It's,
1: there's no sci-fi with religious mysticism. But this this kind of wraps it around and makes them aliens instead of gods. Right. So he's talking to aliens. And then there's a whole planet downstairs that, like, for 5,000 years, worshipped the aliens as gods. And they've traveled in those steampunk ships, shit knows where.
0: <laughs>
1: like, they build them out of, like, bricks and stuff, and and, and, and wood. And they use, like, solar sails to fly around. And then they, uh... That's a Bajorans, right? And eventually they get conquered by Cardassians for this big, like, Nazi-like militaristic power. And... um as Federation comes in, in the first episode, they just got liberated, and uh, Cardassians get kicked out of the station that they built, which is Deep Space Nine, which was, before that it was called Terok mm. and, uh, the, spa- the station itself looks fucking excellent. It's, uh, it's very gothic-looking, very, uh, very Cardassian. <laughs> Everything Cardassian's based on their necks, which look like snakes. <laughs> snake so people. It's, it's not, yeah. Make Cardassia not, great not again. A, It's not... It's not that deep.
3: We're gonna build a hypersonic power shield and make Bajora pay for it.
1: Yep.
2: <laughs> I think that my favorite aspect of uh, Star Trek is it's the poor cousin of Star Wars, what? and the way you what can kind of tell about? what. Well, Cross the bucket. hold on a second, stay with me for a second. You lost everybody. the, the funny The funny aspect of it to me is always that they don't really have the budget to, to make aliens 100 percent unique. You can afford one prop, so it's either pointy ears or like a wrinkly nose or like blue skin. You can't really have blue skin and the wrinkly nose and horns. You don't want to go. That's too true.
3: Many. That's true of like the very first series of yeah. like the first Arctic. But then their budget for next generation is like not bad. They do some pretty good things they with have their energy aliens. Energy aliens, but which also are cheap. They also see the idea – there's a reason for everything having a, a more or less like human look that they're interacting with. Mm-hmm. In one of the TNG episodes, Not the whole yet. idea behind that is this like crazy progenitor race at the beginning of time that was like bipedal and the first humanoid. They were going extinct and dying out, and so they seeded their genetics spread their seed all over the Alpha Quadrant. And they, so they Picard finds out that like the Klingons and the Romulans and the humans and all the Vulcans everyone they all come from the exact same race. Right. So even though they're all different and have evolved differently, they do come from the exact same singular we're ancestry. All brothers. We're all fucking brothers and that's, in the, out that's the episode
1: where people were starting to like get confused as to why all the aliens look like humans and then they have to make that episode. Which is
3: it's a great explanation for it. It
1: that's makes a lot of sense. Like
3: there's, mm-hmm. there's a progenitor
2: race. My my explanation makes sense too. Because
3: budget. Because budget. <laughs> Money.
1: On Babylon 5, they tried to make aliens that look like aliens. They have yeah. those big... Uh, and they made them energy aliens that live in like big suits. Yeah. yeah. They so do it, it on Voyager it, it's, it's, a lot. Is too, there an android like race? Uh, on Voyager, there's some. Yeah. But there's on not. Voyager,
3: they find... They find Robot these
1: cra- these
3: two crazy like japanese toy robot races that were built by their master races that then they killed and then they've just been fighting each other for thousands of years mindlessly
1: because the war never ended it's a great great episode actually yeah oh speaking One of with a few good vo- oh yeah this, this is, is where this is the rape scene creepy Cisco's hitting on this future wife this purple fucking this looks like a reggae video from 1992 he has given her
3: some juice Flicks, oh, time man. to have sex they're Don't in the surf Cisco's rocking the Flicks. light
1: purple
2: Lakers colors
1: there's so many blogs chasing Walter's lady terrible terrible her name's stuff, Jennifer that's I've never
2: met a sister named Jennifer this
1: looks
3: like a Bouju Banton video <laughs> like I'm not joking <laughs> Crystal clear waters of the Caribbean. No two, chest two, like, tear. beautiful black people just, like, in love on a beach. Look,
2: he never breaks eye contact.
3: With their boobs.
2: They're crossing, like, <laughs> several <laughs> hundred meters of beach, and he never breaks eye contact.
0: Oh God, Whoa, don't skip
2: leg day, bro. <laughs> her legs are fucking
3: nicer than his. <laughs> She's got some better thighs than Cisco this has got a bit of a belly too. When the wind's blowing against his stomach? Oh, uh, there, there. Oh, he did the Picard tuck. Yeah. The Picard maneuver.
1: Yeah. Straighten out. This is uh, before they fired the water You can also
3: person. really clearly see the outline of his dick. It's really,
2: like, it's He's there. about six inches away from just rubbing his hard on into her thigh.
3: Yeah, why not? You're on vacation?
2: Wow. You're on vacation? Oh, whoa, <laughs>
1: whoa! That's a little bit aggressive there.
3: Yeah, look at this. Oh,
1: And her he hair. Just, bla- he just met her like a minute ago. Louder. Know, you know in
2: uh, R&B videos when the singer kind of like does that that shoulder roll into the lady while yeah. he's singing? He, he totally gave her Baby one of those. He did a little shoulder roll I right so into her breasts. While he's oh, now he's proposing.
3: I, like I, don't. It. I try, but I can't fight it. Oh, oh, and then she's girl. like,
2: he, he asked her for a date, and she's like, I don't know what to say, and he says, say yes, say yes, <laughs> and he gives her that wolf and smile, suddenly there's
1: this weird, th- like, blue enema, Jennifer,
2: <clears throat> no, so the main uh, thrust of the episode is about Cisco overcoming his PTSD, and they do an yeah. interesting kind of thought experiment where Cisco tries to argue that the main aspect of like humans mm. is that they they experience time in a linear fashion and the the uh, hourglass aliens don't understand what yeah, that they means live, they
1: live out of time they experience all of the time all and of
2: then the they explain to Cisco that humans actually all are also nonlinear because like he's attached to like his past trauma and it's
3: shaping all it's of his present true. decisions Mm-hmm. If you think
1: about your childhood, it occupies a lot more time than the rest of your life.
3: And your future. Yeah. Uh, like, the time spent thinking about <clears throat> what's going to happen to you, I would say almost is equal, if not greater, than the time you spent thinking about what's happening to you right now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot to be said about that, actually.
0: Yeah. And
2: That's I mean, a- like, you think of, uh, if you've got, like, a kid that you're... You know, verbally abusing or whatever, you can almost project into the future. It's like I'm creating an asshole. Yep. I'm this this abuse that I'm doing is gonna ripple out, like well, making making
1: a monster. People think. Think people think that's gonna give him good character, and <laughs> make them great,
3: make him great again, <laughs> again,
1: again, America.
3: Guys, can we sidebar to talk about Donald Trump for like an hour and a half? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck.
0: President Donald Trump knows how to make America great. Deal from or get
1: crushed
2: every time. Give that guy more ink.
1: He kind of reported he, himself out of all conversations. No, well, no, 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 no. The
3: thing is, now it's he's not getting, He's not interesting now until the convention because there's going to be no other Republican candidates. So at this point... He gonna make he's ju- He's just the projected winner in every single state. So now the only interesting race is Hillary and Bernie, no, no, Hillary which is like, yesterday. yeah, I know she's she again, she's projected, but he's not dropping out. She could she could have won if he dropped out, but he's not going to drop out. He's going to push on to the convention gonna to dip. try. He's going to try and change super superdelegate minds, I guess, or fuck up the convention. It's not going to work.
2: I think the pivot is that he's going to try to change her platform into being all the stuff that he wanted to
1: have. And then and she won't president. care because she's just he's like, just, she just wants to be powerful. He's going to support. More liberal candidate. I meant she'll
2: try, to, she'll try to so she'll try to get Obama Elizabeth did. Warren. I think that's the only thi- way that they can seal the double deal. women. eh? Double woman would win. That'd easily. be
1: crazy talk. That'd,
2: That'd be, be awesome easy. though. They'd like they'd run the board.
1: She's, she's uh, and if if she's Barack very <laughs> conservative, she's not gonna do that. She is going to pick a Latino candidate right. because she's boring as shit. Right. We'll see. <clears throat> when uh, has he ever she ever taken a chance on anything?
2: Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Right? I'd be, uh, you know, I'm just saying. If she wants to seal the deal and and ensure her victory, if she wants to gamble and and thinks that, yeah, Donald Trump is is not going to be a formidable opponent. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be oh, one of the. Messiest oh, they're
1: showing Quark's bordello, Quark's oh, prostitute
2: God. place. This is their. This is this the is their sexy cantina the, scene.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cisco's friend, Curzon Dax, is like an old old patron of Quark's. Whoa. And he gets a, he inhabits like a hot woman's body afterwards, and she becomes a science. So, officer. is she a
2: transgender
3: character?
1: Kind no, it's,
3: like it's
2: they're a blend, right? Like no, they're it's, a it's trill. Half, uh,
3: they're, it's a thing called a trill. They actually do it in TNG as well. Yeah. Combo it's, memories. It's, no, it's a little. Um, it's a. Blob. It's like a weird slug creature. Yeah. That lives in a host symbiote's body, and the host symbiotes are like raised on this planet. They've been working with the Trill for, like, as long as either species can remember. There's always right. just been, like, host and symbiote relationships on that planet. And you d- I don't know that you get to pick what your replacement is. You just get... One, so like you might be a woman for a hundred years, and then like your next trill symbiote is, is a man. Is a of but she is
1: an
2: old man that. in a woman's
3: body.
1: She's she's just an old nothing. thing. She's just she's just a, a slug body. thing that's existed for fucking like oh. a thousand years. So she just takes on whatever gender <laughs> she's like. She doesn't take yeah. over though. They, they she absorbs the memories of the person. It's a right. symbiote, right? Yeah. it's not it's not a parasite. She's so a uh, you know, there's like a, for like there's an episode where one like the trill host has to make. Uh, Piece with the, like a serial killer. It used to be like one of her past lives. Oh, like it, it, there's a lot and of. And it indication. goes
2: on within the head of the character. Likewise, well, they're, they're, well they're in her head, there's
1: like 20 generations of different people, right? And mm. one of them is like a crazy, mur- like Zodiac killer, and she has to Ted somehow. Cruz? <laughs> kinda. <laughs>
3: like a Space Dead Cruise. Space Dead Cruise? That's a fucking horrifying there she movie, is, by the way.
2: He keeps on calling her old man. Yeah, old which man. is. Uh, I,
3: guess I kept the brothel open for you, old man. But look how close he's walking you. to her. Yeah, he's doing the same thing. Oh, he's he's going to do the shoulder he, roll into it. Shoulder her. roll and making eye contact the entire walk. They may as well just be on uh-huh. a beach. Maybe it's just that what he does to everyone. Maybe he does it to his son. We should see if there are any men in this in this show that he shoulder rolls and makes eye contact with. Oh, uh, there's,
2: there's a doctor. Certainly, the doctor. He's gonna he's gonna try to intimidate him, show him his alpha. Isn't powers. there a
3: hot fuck scene between Cisco and the doctor? What? Bareback fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Raw dogging on Steve's doc- That, that actor was in the notable. Definitely Cisco. <laughs> Cisco seems like a top to me. <laughs> This guy I seems uh, like a I rank bottom. you, doctor. <laughs> now suck my cock.
2: It also has a badge. The cock also has a badge. <laughs> a
3: little... Ca- captain Wiener. <laughs> Report <laughs> my fucking mouth. Little <laughs> he
2: radios it. <laughs>
1: beep, beep. Do-do. Ready for action. A fucking Nana visitor.
2: I, the, oh. the other thing that I was surprised last night is when I was watching this show originally as a kid... You were kind of like, ah, oh, the chicks are kind of hot, but they're, like, in their 30s. And now you watch it, you're like, whoa, they're really sexy. No, yeah. this
1: scene. This is the scene where they bone off screen because they marry each other in real life. Really? Yeah. Fucking Nana Visitor marries Alexander What's-His-Face. In you that dig?
3: first episode.
1: <clears throat> no, no, no. Like, throughout the first season, they yeah, bone, they... and then they get married. Yeah. They were boning after that, after the cut. <clears throat> yeah, right afterwards. And then <laughs> the they, sexual and tension on screen was just too as, much. And as soon as the series was over, they get divorced. Oh. Yeah, it
2: must have been the nose wrinkle. Marriage. He's Con- like,
3: I miss your nose wrinkles. It's convenience marriage. Mm. We're going to be filming this for many, many seasons, so let's just, like, and she get had, together. Get this fuck, la- fuck relationship going.
1: <laughs> they had this horrible, let's boldly go. horrible romance with fucking Odo, who's a shapeshifter. Between him and fucking Nana Visitor, and it's the worst part of the story. <laughs> Did series. you say like, Nana Visitor? That's her name. Her <laughs> Nana, name visitor. Nana Visitor? <laughs> her name is uh. Kieran Reese on the show, but in real life, her name is Nana Visitor, which is a That's much better alien name. all we're gonna call her. Much
3: better alien yeah, name. She's gonna be Nana, Nana Visitor. <laughs> like the big dog from Peter Pan. Nana Visitor. <laughs> so, because Odo's a shapeshifter, does that mean he can, like, Whoa. turn his dick into all sorts of weird devices? And of course. Can he make, like, a 3 prong dick? Yeah, Mm -hmm. he
1: can be one giant dick. He doesn't... He can be anything. Why why isn't every
3: able-bodied man and woman trying to To (laughs) get down on... (laughs) Turn him into a bunch of just vaginas all over his body and just gangbang him in the mess hall?
1: I don't think... He makes an
3: alliance with Quark because he's the greatest fuck machine in the galaxy. HBO needs to pick up a Star Trek series and really get into the
1: the sexuality. There's a trill. They're putting a trill in her. Look. There he is. Beautiful. That's it. That's Curzon, the womanizer. And then that's a trill. It looks like a big, weird liver. And they just shove it into her. And she's like, oh yeah.
2: I've been waiting for this. It's like, like a, a reverse C section. It's like a, yeah.
1: She's kangaroo in it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, this might, this might go down as,
3: as the most filthy Star Trek related podcast episode of all time. You know,
2: it totally. I don't think that your idea oh, no. is outlandish though, especially in the the year of online streaming. Me and Ilya used to play fucking uh, Mass Effect, and the only reason you play that game is to hook up with all of the characters, fuck oh, yeah. all the aliens. Yeah, it's yeah, a you romance Fill game. out your
1: Rolodex. It's just... That that's really if you go to your quarters and you have all these checkmarks things. You
2: run
3: the board, you even yeah. fucked the the armadillo thing somehow.
1: <laughs> I think so it's like You can fuck
3: the Krogan. Um, Michael Dorn Michael Dorn wants to make that Star Trek Wharf show. They're
1: and not like doing they're doing some other stupid ev- fucking show without ev- ev- it.
3: Everyone said that they'd be down with it. It would be so awesome if like something like HBO picked up Star Trek Wharf and were like, You can you can make the Klingon version of Star Trek and you can go as deep into the Klingon culture as you want. No holds bar, So you can just you show get naked. violent fucking Klingon orgies and like the mating rituals. You don't have to beat around the bush anymore and make like all these kind of corny inferences about the sexuality. You can just be like, just what is a primal it. warrior yep. culture fuck like? Yep, Game Do of it. Thrones style. Game of Thrones style. I think that would be probably the best rated series on HBO ever. Start doing mm-hmm. some
1: weird weak sauce CBC. CBS series. What's right uh, now, yeah, we what's the kidding. story with the yeah. new series? Uh, Apparently anybody they're know? filming it
3: in Toronto or something. Whoa. Of course they are. It's cheap. Yeah. So if we can all go to casting calls and become extras, like get fucking <gasps> wrinkle noses. That's a terrific idea. Oh, that'd be, that'd be so good. That could be our caper.
1: Oh my god. I we can make a documentary
3: about do. trying to become Star Trek
1: extras. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a life goal right there. We <laughs>
3: might have
2: to get <laughs> hair, professional haircuts though.
1: Do you remember a picture of me from the Comic Con with talking that hundred-dollar Klingons? Yeah, we gotta get hundred-dollar haircuts. Do you, remember, do you remember that picture when I'm standing next to a family of Klingons and they're wearing really tight pants, <laughs> so you can see their balls? <laughs> and they have like... Do they, they have
3: big <laughs> warrior balls? Are they yeah. huge? <laughs> yeah, awesome. they're
1: all like a little bit older, but they're dressed really well. They're all dressed like Callus. Yeah, small cocks, like
3: but giant balls. Big planet. Fucking balls. And then there's
1: their wife is dressed as a Kai. Her shells, uh, Kai Win, shells, and their balls. Which is in the show, and yeah. she's like the blamest character that ever existed in all of Star Trek universe. It's so weird. Yeah. And they're like they're all like one group. And they also had like a child who seems to have. I don't know if he had like a learning disability or he was just a super nerd, but he stood like in the back and he was also dressed like a little Klingon, and it was really awkward. But then wow, yeah, it, it, that that Klingon culture already exists. They have their own language, they have their own their own clubs.
3: Yeah, it's it's been around long enough that they've been able to completely sure. suss out what that language is all about.
1: There's a Bible in Klingon. If you want to find out.
3: Yeah, you can get the Christian Bible <laughs> written in Klingon. <laughs> Cuz Jesus doesn't fucking stop. He's going <laughs> to he's going to hit every planet. I got to say Klingons <laughs>
1: are they cannot possibly be big on forgiveness. Yeah,
2: it's the opposite <laughs> ethos. I don't know, even know how you would do a, a Christian. Christ has risen
3: life. to slay his enemies. <laughs> he busts it's, off it's a, the cross. fucking kicks the fucking door open. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
1: a little bit more old Let's go back to the, to, the, to the episode somehow. And uh, talk about the Cardassians some more. Mm-hmm. Because they are also... As, a, as a nationality, point. as a space nationality, they are also the best part of these space nine. they oh, yeah. They're better than uh, the Ferengis, who are just a weird Jew stereotype.
3: The Cardassians are like everything the Vulcans <clears throat> are, but more fleshed out and. They're not. They're revealed. not really about
1: logic. They're just, and they're not really the, the Romulans.
3: I mean, like because uh, oh, the they, Romulans yeah, they're, aren't they're, about
1: they're, logic.
3: Cardassian Romulans. They kind of take the same place in the show where they're these very like high war, high control.
1: They're hierarchical empire. A hierarchical, uh, empire, yeah,
3: hierarchical yeah. empire. But they have, like, layers where the people who are part of that system are still, like, sensitive and creative and emotional and stuff like that. They're how, they're so ugly, though. How could they possibly be sensitive and creative?
1: <laughs> oh, they have sexy Cardassian women later. Really? Yeah, yeah. Gold the Cut has his daughter come in and everybody tries to fuck her on the station.
3: What? With that big yeah. snake neck?
1: Yeah. It's cool. They try Ooh. and fuck
3: the snake neck. Ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> No, she, like, relaxes in the special hole. Kardashian Does she shed it? the stones and stuff. Every, like,
2: five years she sheds it and becomes a regular-looking like, <laughs> woman. It's
1: like a little pink. It's nice.
2: <laughs> it's all pink and soft. <laughs> and then it's mating season.
1: It's, it's, it's cool, don't you? Until that exoskeleton That's hardens again. She's still a woman.
3: Fucking, um... Well, a snake woman. R- so Riker's transporter plays. clone shows up to Deep Space Nine. I'm pretty sure he tries... To fuck a Cardassian in that episode. Is it an evil clone? No, do no, you, no. Do you remember? Uh, there's a an episode of uh, TNG where like they go to a planet and they find Riker who's been stuck on the planet for like ten years, <laughs> and they're like, "What." here's Riker right here and, and they look at him and, and
1: transporter accident Riker
3: yeah where they got split where like one Riker got off the planet and he got all these commendations oh, and rose up the ranks prestige style and the other one got stuck down the planet and they find him 10 years later wow and, and he's super envious because he thinks like oh I, this should be me in second in command of the Enterprise so he leaves and changes his name to Thomas Thomas Riker and then he shows up in Deep Space Nine and I'm almost positive he tries to fuck a Cardassian. Whoa. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Is it is it like a, a complete reboot? Does he like rebound like a like an identical twin and
3: no,
1: grow no, no. his hair goes out back and like stuff 10 and be years, like but then he has his own life afterwards, right? Yeah, so. mm-hmm.
3: uh, the way they change him is that uh Riker in the TNG episode, Riker has like the clean cut beard and this guy has like a real scraggly beard. Yeah, and then Dirty. in the in he probably vapes. I think they give him the fucking <laughs> mirror universe uh goatee yeah. when he's Thomas Riker so it's oh, really cut did, and there's no side beard it's all just like cut in similar against, to Spock yeah, yeah, the yeah mirror people. universe mirror although it's been a while since I've seen it so don't quote me on that wonder what instrument he plays what's the opposite of a trombone no he still plays a trombone remember it is <laughs> he plays an evil is, trombone it is Will Riker right it's the same guy it's like but he right. just but he got stuck on a planet so arguably he might have even had more time to play a trombone he might be a better more sexy trombone player shit
2: yeah he had some bro uh, lone bro time to to get better at everything
3: i mean how how did they just not pa- get paired up in like a sweet buddy episode where <laughs> they <That's> like what, <laughs> what happened to me like you'd feel
2: you'd feel like your line your place was taken in line and then you'd have a rational conversation with your double and you'd say like you know what have you ever wanted like a, a true ally, somebody who thinks exactly like you? We could r- be running shit. Yeah. Like,
1: All I know is if I had another shit. another me, I would be so productive. This is that. Imagine different. the
2: sexual tag team you could do if you <laughs> had like a second person that was exactly the same as you. <laughs>
3: Wouldn't yeah. We want to
1: do the same thing. <laughs> do the old weird. switcheroo where like
3: you're like, oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, i right back, and you tag <laughs> you tag your <laughs> devil in. The girl thinks you have been in, the, been at it for like five hours. She's like, "Oh my god, <gasps> can't take it anymore." Really, you're just like playing Game Boy in the bathroom, waiting for your devil to get back. <laughs> I caught Mewtwo. too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this could be added to the sexy wharf series. Yeah, there's no sexy wharf yet. So
1: wharf comes in and like that not could have right been a plot line in
3: multiplicity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when, when does? Do you guys remember when Wharf comes in?
3: Like it's like episode seven
1: or something. Like he doesn't come it's, in right away. Yeah, uh, no, because. Uh, you know what? I feel maybe even second season. Yeah, no,
3: I feel as if Worf doesn't come until TNG ends. So if this starts in season six, they probably fi- like they finish up season seven of TNG, and then he comes over and yeah. films season two or three or whatever
2: come to think of it when you just mentioned multiplicity that would be also a very good podcast if we just rewrote shitty movies that had a good promising premise (laughs) and made them good and added all of the aspects of the idea that would have made the movie awesome like multiplicity multiplicity could be a good movie
3: yeah but it was i mean it was keaton and keaton and keaton (laughs) and keaton it's like work is first and my family is a close second. I'm a, I'm a distant third bringing up the rear. By a miracle of modern science.
1: I just need little time for myself. Doug Kinney is about to get the one thing he needs more of. Doug, your clone
0: himself.
3: You can never get enough. I've Keaton. never seen it. Really? I've never seen it either. There's a part in which, so Michael. the basic premise is Michael Keaton. Uh, he's like overworked and overstressed. Like he's got kids and a, a job and a family, and like he just can't seem to figure out how to slot in all these things. And then I forget what the action. He like stumbles on a mad professor. I think it's <laughs> it's like somebody like, he Eddie studies. On- no, it's not. It's not a nutty professor. It's just a mad professor. And and he makes a clone of himself. And to like to balance it out, but each clone seems to be like weirdly dominant toward one brain trait and, like, degrades each time. So he makes one clone who's just, like, an asshole, who's just a prick at all times, who walks around basically telling people to fuck themselves.
1: So it's like Gremlins, except with Michael Keaton.
3: Yeah. He makes a really, really dumb clone that tries to shave his tongue and, like, eats shaving cream and shit. Like, he's...
1: The the movie's really dumb, but it has some good... I don't know. The premise seems okay, but everything you've told me sounds horrible.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean... it's, it's a weird let's, era let, for let, Michael let, Keaton. Let, let,
1: let's wheel it back to Deep Space <laughs>
3: Nine, because I don't care about Michael Keaton. Trying, <laughs> trying to keep on track here, on track. Yeah,
2: exactly. Track, track. So, so we do covered... You, do we you think that uh, Star Trek works better... When they have kind of no-name actors playing the characters, do you think it can ever survive celebrity uh, cameos? Like, do you think they could ever do a, a new it Star Trek series? It
1: actually has and... a lot of celebrity cameos. Shitloads. When, when they're all in alien makeup and unrecognizable, like, Jason Alexander. Yeah, he's a big one. He's an, He's, on he's a weird merchant alien. Kurt Kurt with, with, boy, does he also Kurt. play a Jew? Kurtwood Smith. <coughs> no, he plays another version of the space Jew. He
3: plays an arrogant uh, <coughs> space think merchant. Tank, a, a, an arrogant <coughs> think tank whoa, guy. Whoa. Uh, allergy so, Ilya yeah super yeah. allergy man oh my God okay <laughs> time to give up dairy Kurtwood Smith is uh is on an episode
1: Re- oh red foreman or Clarence vodiger the dude that plays the boyfriend of a uh, minor character on Fraser, isn't it <laughs> 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 I don't know. There's a lot of like secondary like actors that are not super famous but kind of familiar that are on Star Trek. Ma- a lot. Imagine if they would have drummed out like a Jerry Seinfeld
3: on <laughs> TNG, <It laughs> like be be, shoehorned be, him into an episode. I'm surprised been, to be <laughs> here, but <laughs> delighted. <laughs> What's the deal with these new replicants? <laughs> uh. Boo!
2: <laughs> we want Michael Richards.
3: Hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 uh... This episode of uh, Idea Grave, brought to you by uh, Michael Richards, yeah.
1: racial sensitivity, the Museum of Tolerance. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on to different characters, at
2: So does uh, does Cisco shave his head at some point? I see uh, <laughs> a logo Yeah, here. he gets he gets bald, <laughs> and he grows a goatee. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. To see.
1: He's not. I wouldn't like. If you go, like, by Captain, like, mm-hmm. the top is Patrick Stewart, then there's probably uh, Kate Mulgrew. She was really good. Even Do most the people agree with you?
2: Isn't there, like, the the
3: That's... big debate is between Kirk and Picard? I think that and used to Kirk be the uh, debate Shatner's in the look. 90s, yeah. mm-hmm. but now it's pretty much uh, a no-brainer that TNG is the better show. Yeah, because Kirk's reckless and...
1: Well, the original series is, like, the original it's Batman different. series. It's 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 wacky. It's yeah. it's Camp.
3: Captain yeah. Kirk... Roaming the universe in his pussy wagon—that's <laughs> the whole show—and
1: that's what it would be if Riker was the captain.
2: And it's similar and, to yeah, exactly. you know colonial times. That's the way the colonial people used to behave. And Star Trek seems a little bit more modern.
1: They all really go into these kind of uh, patronizing parables about you know real life events, mm-hmm. and then they get more and more complicated. And Deep Space Nine is kind of when they hit the top. Yeah, when they are—they get almost to the level of serious proper shows they have seasonal arcs and they have real moral dilemmas yeah. that are kind of significantly like they're, they're just uh, they're more expressed in the later seasons of TNG and in Deep Space Nine like the middle seasons and later, Deep Space Nine kind of, like, uh, evolves into also not being very good in the last season when they run out of uh, stories of exploration. I,
3: I mean, that's, that's typically the arc with a, a Star Trek show. Is that by season seven it just runs out of steam?
1: Except TNG was great in season seven.
3: I don't know. It, I mean, it has it has that weird episode where the ship develops a consciousness in the holodeck. That was great. I, that, it builds that, that... a little little baby ship. Yeah, those episodes are so stupid. It though. has a They're... child? It has yeah, a ship. The child?
1: Enterprise has a fucking child. But but not
3: but it's not a ship. It's like it looks like uh, just a bunch of connects. Like uh, col- uh, colorful rods uh, and connectors like and the whole episode is manifested. See all that stuff in there, Homer? That's why your robot didn't that's work. Why, that's why your robot
1: didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh that, those are the kind of like small sci-fi filler stories that they do when they don't have like a big plot.
3: Yeah, and it. I mean those are fun. Uh, in fact, if one of the reasons that Star Trek Enterprise was not enjoyable was that it never went to those fun places where Star
1: Trek Enterprise I don't even consider a Star Trek show. They no. like destroy uh, it's the been cannon. A long that that song as soon as you hear, hear that song, you're like, that's it. I'm out. I I, I am not watching this. <laughs> this is not child. Star Trek, yeah, this, 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 this this is like the intro to Nash Bridges. Th- they might as well have just like an American flag waving behind
3: us. Get in from there to
1: here From Space Communist Utopia in TNG They go to, like, weird, greasy Scott Bakula <laughs> <laughs>
3: Scott Bakula sings that song Quantum Leap was what? a great show He
1: sings the theme song Oh, my fucking God That's, that's It's terrible. been a long road that,
3: Did you guys, quiet. did you guys get, get into Quantum in Leap? That, that show's good That was a good show That's I, a I fucking never, awesome never, show never watched it mm. Really, you should It's actually, like, that's Bakula's <laughs> Similar like, Sliders
1: Sliders was great
2: but he goes into different like historical events, and he tries to write history for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why he's so fla- nope. flagrantly changing.
3: No. So what happens is the the, uh, the beginning of the the show yeah. is wow that was that a was cr- like right that shot. was a crazy cut. Fuck! I wish the people could have saw that. <laughs> uh, the, the beginning of Quantum Leap is a f- like a failed experiment. And he gets thrust into, like, another time oh, frame. Oh, so he and can't control it. He just keeps bouncing around from time to time trying to get back to his own body. Right. Yeah. And hes I, I don't know that they ever figure out how he can.
2: And he has a connection to the lab back home. There's, like, that that dude talks to him. Character. I'm trying to remember who it
1: is. The dude from uh, Blue Velvet. In this episode, there's a point I don't remember, and I think it's coming up right now. <laughs> Is this why the Kardashians decide to attack? Is because they see the wormhole opening and they want it back?
2: Be- yeah, they're both headed to take control of the wormhole and then there's it's like, like a, a- standoff yeah. between the security lady and the Kardashian guy. Yeah, I
1: don't like her character, but uh, she's important. She does shit throughout the seasons and never goes away.
2: Oh. And there's, uh, you know, the thrilling gamble where... They say they have no shields and no torpedoes, but they're going to, like, call the bluff of the Kardashians. Say, the Kardashians?
1: Yeah. The Kim Kardashians?
2: The Kim Kardashians. <laughs> if okay,
1: from, no here on, from here on in, that's the only way we're referring to the Kardashians, <laughs> is the Kardashians. <laughs> it's Kanye West and Gold ducat
0: <laughs>
1: <gasps> Baby.
2: Come down to the studio and cut my new album. No. Did I
1: introduce uh, Garrick in this? I, I don't think so. He's also one the of the... The
2: Life of Kyle Ducat. There's a lot of tender face touching in the yeah, second there's a lot half of, of this, this episode.
1: Cisco's really into it. He's really into face touching and all the profit bullshit. I and see honestly, now. whenever I... I remember re-watching the series like a year ago, and mm-hmm. I would skip all the profit episodes. <laughs> it's just
3: there's this. a great... Uh, I remember, I think, me, you, and Chabot watched a little bit of it one time. But it's, like, a cut-down Deep Space Nine that just takes out all the boring <laughs> shit. It's Everything just that war. someone deemed boring, it's just all war stuff. So it's all, like, big storyline, all cut together from all the different episodes. Yeah, and I think that they were
2: trying to connect up the main story spine that leads to the events of the final
1: episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this lead like, there's a... Like, the wars... Like, this is a show about war, right? So, they're right, like, they're starting in the aftermath of, a, like, one big war where the Bajorans kick the Cardassians out of their planet. And then they, they join the Federation... Like, they're, like, a candidate to join the Federation. So, Federation protects them from the Cardassians. They go and occupy the station. It's actually kind of like Space UN, except a little bit iffier. Mm-hmm. Because they, the, the Bajorans decide to join one big empire, and they piss off another big empire, and then... After that, they open the hole into like a big new, rich, new world kind of thing. It's like they discover America, except you know in space, and they all want to exploit it. Like the Ferengis want in, and they send like a trade delegation in there. And the Federation goes in. They try to explore, and uh, obviously the Cardassians want in, and the Klingons want in. So the Klingons like roll over later with crazy Chairman Gowron. And Fuck yeah, Gowron, that Gowron is. Crazy asshole. Out- An amazing character. Doesn't he turn out to be a fake? It's like fake Gowron. At one point, there's a fake Gauron, yeah. and War finds a real Gowron. And then Where's he been hiding? Even the real Gauron goes crazy, and then he starts a war against the Federation, and they join the Romulans. And then he- there's another war that comes from the Gamma Quadrant, when stupid fucking Odo, about whom we didn't even talk, but he finds this, like, mother race, which turns out to be genocidal, slaver... Blobs of, of like goo? goo. What? They're like like an oh, it's like a Solaris ocean on a planet. I would not expect that. Yeah, I would think
2: that a, a shape shifting race would have very little ego. No, they're fucking can be yeah, No, no,
1: no, no, no. It's a it's an ocean. They like there's a thing called the Great Link, which is like on fucking Avatar Pandora, and they're all connected in one big puddle of like weird like, throng. It's a Solaris. It's a Solaris ocean on a planet, right? Mm. It's very
3: Lovecraftian. His species is like. Weird, they're like yeah. iridescent goo that just takes the shape of whatever so, so it when you they make do, like Which is actually
1: like in a Lovecraft story. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. And also, so they the, secrete a little the blob thing, of right? goo and send it over somewhere else, and they're called the, the founders and stuff. Right. Mm. So, the big story in the first couple of seasons is like with Odo, which is this guy. Uh, he tries to find his people. He doesn't know where he comes from. He's a sad orphan, and he's also a little bit of a fascist and an asshole. <laughs> Uh, and then he finds his planet and they're all fascist. He's assets. like, oh, finally! Yeah. yeah, and then they're like, Freedom. oh shit! We want to enslave every single mammal species because there have been asshole to, uh, assholes to us a long, long time ago and now we don't trust them anymore. Well,
2: I can't say you're wrong.
1: And then it devolves into a story where he tries to fuck none a visitor and succeeds. And it's really sad because it's the most boring plot.
3: See, still again, even in Deep Space Nine, the Klingon shit, the most interesting part. Yeah. Huh. Klingons. Like,
1: It's because fucking Worf
3: carries it. The best the best episodes. And as a kid, I hated them. Really? As, okay, so as a kid watching TNG, I hated the Klingon episodes. How? Because I was a dumb little kid that was like far more fascinated with like Jordy and Data episodes. Oh my I god, like Jordy. That shit. Yeah, I liked weird, science-y, or, or like, you know, or just like Data trying when to When Data is trying identity. to make a joke? Yeah. Oh. But then as I grew, I learned to really, really respect and enjoy those Klingon episodes. Like when they make Picard the Arbiter of Succession where he's, like, choosing
1: the new Klingon Oh, the Tredeech? When he, like, becomes a chicken oh, and goes man. to their home planet, and Worf has to accept this commendation, that's one of the best oh, episodes, those episodes of any DD ever. Oh, those episodes
3: are incredible. They're fucking unbelievable. When but all the
1: Klingons cross their arms and turn their backs to Worf, and they're not allowed to speak to him, and he's full of shame, and he has to walk out, and his family name is dragged through the and mud. And
3: every, every Klingon episode is just, from there on in, bang on. There's, like, they never miss a beat. When they do Klingon culture, it's perfect every single time they do some awesome where like there's a fake Kalos that they make they clone to try and save Klingons from Civil War they make a god Alexander comes back from the future to try and convince
1: his young self to not to be such a pussy and learn how to use a sword that is actually also, like Worf is a really complicated character yeah because he's an absent father he keeps fucking all the hot women that he meets but he's not Riker <laughs> like he doesn't try they just fall on him and uh <laughs> He's a super warrior. He's like a better Klingon than most Klingons, even though he has parents from Minsk, and they're like little fat, like, (laughs) Belarusian dudes. He has like a fat... He was adopted? Yeah, he was adopted. Uh, By humans,
3: but he was found in like After a
1: massacre, after the Federation, like Federation and the Romulans were fighting with Klingons, Mm -hmm. and there was like a betrayal. At Kittimer. At Kittimer, and the Romulans slaughtered all the Klingons, but they think the Federation was blamed for it. And uh, his father was blamed for sending the codes to the Romulans, right? But he didn't know about that. But uh, anyway, the humans picked him up and grew him up in Minsk, where he accidentally killed a bunch of children when he was playing ball with them because he's so strong. And uh, his, his
3: last name is like Oroshenko or, or Doroshenko. It's like a crazy, like, like Eastern Lu- Bloc name. Lupchenko or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He, he has like like a cute, like, Eastern European grandpa parents that are like, oh, Do you are think we They're like, Whoa, it's morph- so
3: nice to see you. chick.
2: Do you Whoa, think that that morph-chick. was at the inception of the character they had all that? Or just as the show no, 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 went on no. They're like, uh, You know, uh, we should get him Russian parents. Was there, That'd be uh,
1: funny. Like, uh, Michael Dorn was just like a good presence on the set. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as fucking Tasha Yar was gone, Denise Richards, in like episode like in the first season, she's gone, right? She gets eaten by an she oil She gets eaten bottle. in, like, yeah, uh, episode yeah. uh, like 10 or something yeah. like that. And, Rightfully and, and, so. Best best thing that could ever happen to the oh, series.
3: They must have been, honestly, because they were filming that show as they were they were airing it. So it must have been, like, a test. Like, oh, what character would you be happy to see go? And it was like unanimous decision. Everyone voted for Tasha Yar. So
1: the only good thing she's ever done was fuck Data in, like, episode 2. And then she was gone, so that 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 gave Data some background story, and then the fact that she was gone promoted Worf to like be a security officer, and then since then he's just been That's really put him front it. and
3: center of the show. And yeah. then
2: they spool out yeah. backstory of all the well, characters kind his, of slowly. Yeah, over time. They're,
1: they're, they're like, they had to come up with interesting alien species, right? Mm-hmm. With like they do
3: bring Denise Crosby back a lot, though.
1: And she's not terrible when they bring her back. Because, I ca- but, uh,
3: like, I can always smell those episodes coming. When I was rewatching the show, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, Tasha Yar is going to be in this fucking episode, isn't she? And she's like a Romulan, or it's yeah, her Yeah, she goes back in time and she- becomes
1: a sex slave of a Romulan senator. And then they have a daughter that looks just like her. Which is a crazy cool story. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, in the future, she fucking hates Picard and keeps trying to fuck with him.
3: It also reveals yeah. Whoopi Goldberg as being... A super... Like, a, she's demigod. all the time. Like, she's also kind of like a weird cute creature, I think. Mm. In that episode, she's just, like, in different timelines and can remember other yeah. timelines.
2: They should have done a crossover with the movie Ghost. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg Had
1: Picard <laughs> talk like to Patrick Swayze? Also. No, they have <laughs> the Whoopi's Star character TNG, from Ghost. Whoopi Goldberg, it's her best role. She's never done anything better than Star Trek. Ghost? No. no I'm no. telling you.
2: Star the same no. character.
3: No, Star Trek's way better. <laughs> Honestly.
2: I'm saying it would be funny if Gaiden was... They did a crossover, and it was revealed it was her? that she was... <laughs> she was in, just
3: hanging out... Because she was hanging out on Earth for a long time.
2: Uh-huh. And she had psychic powers. Wait, that's so Gold.
1: she's just fucking talking helped, to Patrick Swayze. <laughs> so they're introducing Gold Cut here. Gold Cut mm. is also one of the best permanent characters of yeah. Deep Space Nine. He's like a Nazi feudal lord, and he's in charge of... Uh, he used to be in charge of the station, and he really wants it back.
2: He looks like There's he... There's one
1: on TNG called Gulbisat, and he's d- also
3: really
2: good. Does he own a whip? He looks like a character that would they be good with a whip. own whips. Snake man with a whip. Funny That's story. scary. At
1: first, they gave Ferengi's whips in the first <laughs> episode that they we're in, and then they took them away because they just, did, just didn't didn't. Yeah, d- well.
2: didn't you do an illustration with the Ferengi that had a little cat of 9 tails or something? I think so. Uh,
1: but, yeah, they're, they're, they do, they took the whips away for some reason. I really liked it because like, they were, like, kind of slave masters or something. Mm-hmm but yeah oh my god they're getting in their fucking head with the prophets. Cisco it's like 20 minutes of this episode he's, that should have been cut out with he's Cisco about to and lay this
3: lady down yeah, on a sweet park blanket to...
2: you always have to add like the soft filter
1: because it's not real
3: <laughs> try,
1: She's in the warm hole.
3: Trying to hold back these feelings She's wearing so long. Chrome
1: dresses. And
3: like and if you
2: feel it looks romantic, but he's actually like talking about linear experience wow. versus non-linear oh, experience.
1: Oh, that is oh, romantic. Oh, oh, oh,
3: oh. Let's <laughs> get it on.
0: And this is
2: kind of, this is kind of an Am- Anomalisa vibe to this episode, too. I watched Anomalisa, like, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And it's weird to see all these different characters from Cisco's past all speak with the same voice.
1: It's not just that. It's also the fact that it's entirely in rooms. Everything is in the same four rooms. Yeah. Just, like, an over. hour and a half of shit happening in rooms. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes it's really going to go into his head and then there's a treat. But, yeah.
3: There's... Nothing wrong with me. He's still macking on you. that
1: lady. <laughs> so I guess it's his wife. I don't even remember what she looks like. I guess she looks like that. Later, he starts banging like this. Uh, what, do
3: they have white kids? No, those, those, are, not, those, those are not their children. Oh. <laughs> Commander Cisco, explain to me Penetration.
1: That later, he starts banging another Federation
3: lady, Penetration so. Protocol 61.21-8. I'm making contact with the Whoa, aliens. Well, is, is, is the, them looking at themselves? I
2: explain to them about
3: baseball and love.
1: I think this lady goes to I reach first base.
3: <laughs> first contact. I slide into second.
1: What is happening?
3: Let's talk that baseball episode. No, it's oh. There's a baseball cameos <laughs> in this. Like he's in this one, really? His closing rebuttal
2: against the aliens that, that goes into baseball land. What? Oh, and he my talks God, about, again? He's like, he's like, linearism is a lot like baseball. baseball. Oh my they God. wanted to... Fuck. So, I my argument... There's no point to it, but we like it because
3: of the improbability and the unpredictableness. So, my, my new running theory... Especially due to his voice and his love for baseball, that this character is like the great-great-great-grandson of uh, the baseball-loving guy from the (laughs) Sandlot that James Earl Jones plays. It lines Uh, up. Baseball. (laughs) Baseball. Son in hundreds of years. We'll be flying through space playing baseball I with the Vulcans.
1: They couldn't have found like at least in TNG they play like three dimensional like three dimensional chess or some shit like that. it just fucking. Or they just fucking? Ball?
3: They fight crazy monsters in the holodeck like Worf's calisthenic program where he works out is he goes mm-hmm. into a room and he just fights fucked up looking things for hours. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets a sword. Well, he remember, just kills shit. Remember it's like the Stick
1: episode? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. You know, one of the Death Stick people is John Fucking Tesh. What? John yeah. Tesh saw that show. He's in that. He's one of the Klingons that pokes like Worf with the. That gives him the old pain stick. Yeah. Oh man, he just decided to be there.
3: So is this is this the dawn of a new podcast entirely where we get filthy drunk and just watch? Star Trek well, episodes
0: The idea
1: was to review like to go and like review Star Trek episodes.
2: Well, I, I hate remember, to be the bearer of bad news. This isn't happening, it sounded yeah. like when you were pitching this to me that there was no Deep Space 9 review podcast. There's like 12 of them. Oh, of course
0: They're there not. They're not good There's though. Have you on, listened like, to
2: them? Episode 600 and they've interviewed No, but I'm saying we
3: cast. don't we don't pinhole ourselves just to Deep Space 9. Let's just talk about Star Trek episodes is, in general. There
1: are episodes. And we'll get drunk. All <laughs> I'm saying is I was frustrated <laughs> listening to those podcasts. Oh, cuz they suck. Because they were terrible, and yeah. they were like they—they they either they're really real into the minutia of like the wall panels on this thing, yeah. or they just Sad. make nonstop dick jokes and mm-hmm. don't pay any attention to the show. I mean, which I understand, was I understand. What I understand why it's happening because <laughs> it's kind of happening right now. We did make a lot
3: of sex jokes. Yeah,
2: and but we haven't even made it to episode two. No, no. it's weird.
3: <laughs>
1: Uh, is I, this idea I, I, grave is this an idea it's uh it's still idea grave uh, why is it not a deep space nine review fucking up it is deep space nine there's, uh, no, you know, there's, no, I there's no no i say, it it. I say, I like I say f-
3: we we start a new we start a new podcast first <laughs> oh my God, episode
1: kill me this is yeah and this anyway. is it
3: uh, <laughs> it's called fuck track <laughs> 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 it's disgusting it's rated r it's not allowed on
1: any podcast I like network. I like all the sex jokes but I think we should uh watch Deep Space 9 Yeah no we will <laughs> cuz we were just talking about all kinds of random So
2: going back to Deep Space 9 they're back in the bayou no wait uh Tom he's Sawyer been, he's, country
1: He's been in his fucking head for like 20 minutes now I've got the bamboo really fishing
3: underway. rod So, so what are, what are
1: the point of suspenders
3: if the waist of the suspenders is elastic like it's clinging to his body like sweatpants, but then he's got straps on the top of his. You know, it's
2: the future, Brennan. They do a
3: lot of.
1: His pants are probably not even real. It's probably it's just a... a
3: force field. Those those suspenders are completely useless. They're not doing anything.
1: It's a fashion. I'm thing.
3: losing my ability to. I think <laughs> if... suspend my disbelief. Oh, baseball!
1: Oh, fucking there baseball! We go. There we go. <laughs> there it is. They couldn't just See? they they couldn't not have baseball in this.
3: And then he explains
2: that the appeal hey, of baseball is that it's meaningless, but you don't know what's going to happen, so it's why, intriguing. This is,
1: this is why this show is very American. Hey, baseball's contract. not meaningless. It's, Let's not mince words here. Yes, it's meaningless. It's, oh, it's like have. every other sport.
2: Well, he's just saying the rules are arbitrary, but what makes it interesting is you don't know what's going to happen next, because there's enough variables that the games are unpredictable. It's the great sport.
1: <laughs> All I'm saying, if this, is, this was a Brazilian show, they would have been playing football.
2: Playing football, uh, wrestling I mean, would have been a universal kind of thing that yeah. everybody can
3: get behind. Listen, um, the reason baseball is the only sport that survives <laughs> into this distant future is because it's, it's the best. It's the greatest. Go Jays, sport. go! Go Blue Jays, go! <laughs> oh
2: God! Brennan arrived in his like vintage Blue Jays jacket. Fucking is it, right, is I it did. From like ninety four or something,
3: 92, 93 season. It's got fucking. <laughs>
2: Silkscreen. Joe Carter on the back smashing
3: a fucking home run.
2: A homer, a dinger. Fucking, ooh,
3: touch them all, baby. Touch them all.
2: (laughs) Does Joe Carter visit Toronto regularly?
3: Uh, I'm surprised a lot of those Blue Jays
2: heroes didn't, like, settle here because of Toronto's, like, relatively... Uh, lesser racism compared to the states. Their and families are somewhere else. I'm, sure, people, I'm sure some
3: of them did but a lot. Yeah. what Ilya is saying is a lot of players, like a couple of our biggest players um, are from like South American countries that their families are really far away and even like a player we had last year, uh, he was a, a Japanese player uh, yeah. and his family came here for a little while and his son was actually born in Toronto while Whoa. they were playing here. So his son was like almost a weird weirdly like nationally Canadian like Mm -hmm. born in Toronto
1: even though he's Japanese and he spoke very very little English actually I don't know if that works in Canada I think the the birther stuff it only works in the States yeah I don't I I don't think 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 if you're a foreign national born in Canada you don't get Canadian citizenship no I don't think so either you have to apply for it
3: especially with what he was doing because he was probably on like some like special work visa because he's he's playing baseball I think he's making
1: a lot of money yeah I think you can apply for it in three years you get permanent residency but if you just leave you don't get you get so I mean, son, son, son of a, baseball of a
0: player.
2: D- deep-down, embedded thing in most countries. I that think if you're it born, works in the United you're...
1: States and in France. I don't think it works in every but other the, country. But
3: the thing is, Jesse, if like mm. if it was so easy, then people who wanted to be citizens of better countries would just be vacationing when, during, when during pregnant their at ger- nine months. They're like yeah. nine-month pregnancy. They would just vacation for a month. In that place, well, I, I, I'm
2: just saying, like it, it's it's pretty lax. I mean, if you're in Europe, like Jessica's got EU citizenship just because her dad is from there. She's never, yeah, she was born in
3: yeah, Canada. Yeah, I
1: can never get that. I, I would really love that.
3: Oh no, it was for for an English because my uh, my mom is English. It's super easy for me to get that. Oh, fuck me off. and Lucy both got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was like a kind of a surprise because it, I, I yeah, I mean it was. <laughs> I we get actually tried really
1: hard to get, like, a UK uh, visa to stay, and it's almost impossible if you have no connection to the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they you, would kick you, you out. You don't have, like, Russian citizenship at all? No one cares about that. That's a deterrent. Like, that's a deterrent. But do you have it? <laughs> I can Russians. get it back. It's 800
3: bucks. <laughs> oh, fucking Putin's got to get his fucking pound of flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before you can that's 800 bucks
1: if you go through, like, all the, like, right spots, right? And you still have to grease some hands like in the embassy or something. It's Grease some palms. Yeah. they probably
2: going to be like, you've been away a long time. But
1: there is a reason, like, why I don't have Russian citizenship is because it's, it's a deter- like, it's, it's a bad thing to have. Right. You don't want to be a Russian citizen when shit happens to you. Mm-hmm. You want to be, like, a Canadian citizen or even a U.S. citizen.
3: What a Russian citizen. Sound like a Moscovite to me. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Can't we get into okay, the Star so Trek future what, at some what's, point? What's happening at Deep Space Nine now? Right they're talking now. to Gulda.
1: Okay,
2: this is your favorite spot where they they do the gamble. They say, "Come on, Kardashians, send yeah. off <laughs> send, send off your torpedoes." His
3: nose looks like a butthole. Look at Kim just shaking her ass in the background there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the ridges on her face change, like in, on season, in season like three or four. They like make your them makeup even. Makeup gets better. Yeah, they, they they make them even smaller. She's all like, come at me, bro. Chief O'Brien kind of looks like an alien without makeup. His face is so Irish looking. It's almost beyond human. Something about those curls. Yeah. It's just very, very... Very large, very Neanderthal face. Like really? uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a face like that. That's like... Exceptionally... Exceptionally... European to the point of not even almost not belonging to the same species he looks like a big teddy bear to me the cool. gap
3: the gaps in his teeth look natural
2: they look like they should be there mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish that, that his his head full of curls extended over his entire body I wish he was like a, a little a teddy, teddy bear little person gorilla. that was running the <laughs> transporter bay there's an interesting beat at the end of this episode where he hooks up with Cata- with um, Picard and uh, they have a really awkward goodbye. Where it's very professional, he says, "Like we're sure gonna miss you." Oh, they're not down friends.
1: By the the O'Brien are not friends. O'Brien down
3: transporter room too. You
2: sure could transport. O'Brien
1: is like Old a class. working class man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's worked all, all his life. He's been a soldier before that. Yeah, he yeah. has a rank of lieutenant, and he's worked his ass off on the Enterprise, only to see Jordy be the chief engineer. Oh. So now that's why he moved to the station because he wanted to be in charge, and he gets promoted because fucking. Let, let me ask you trip. two this
3: have either of you ever read the comic Depressed O'Brien <laughs> <laughs> no there is a webcomic about this very thing where it's him sitting in the transporter room waiting for someone to come in and get transported. And yeah, they some, put him on transporter duty. Someone, someone will accidentally walk time. into the room and he'll be like, oh, good to, And he'll be like, oh, sorry, wrong room, and leave. <laughs> and then last panel is him just like looking down at the console. <laughs> just a horrible like rumination of how shitty his life is. It sounds like Garfield without Garfield. It's it's that depressing. It's <laughs> but fucking O'Brien, great. He's
1: really depressed, like, for real, because he like he fought, like, in a whole bunch of wars, he fought with Klingons, he fought with the Cardassians, so he has lots of PTSD to go around. He has a wife who can't stay on the station because she's bored as fuck, and he has a kid with her, so, like, she starts running the kindergarten and shit, but she fucking uh. hates it. So they fight all the time. There's a lot of domestic, like, issue like, He's episodes He's a complicated man. And his woman doesn't understand him either. Potato so, face yeah. has depth, you know? <laughs> he has a lot of depth. They build him up. Oh, just he trying. goes He goes to jail for a lifetime where he Im- kills his imaginary friend mm-hmm. because he, like, trespassed on some alien planet. He comes back and he doesn't even remember, like, his wife. Oh, man. Like, he starts hoarding food <laughs> and shit. <laughs> And then, by the end of it, he becomes, like, best buddies with the doctor, and they go, like... And he never develops alcohol. He, he fucking drinks all the time. Oh. He goes to Quark's bar, and, like, he's one of the regulars there. He just drinks. He hates Quark, but he just, like, he's addicted Oh, just another day in the
3: transporters. <laughs> Captain, <sighs>
2: it's been an honor to just sort of... I'm going to hide my resentment for
1: my lack of promotion, sir. Yeah, but... You know, he uh, he kind of wins. He becomes a uh, how about a shanty
3: lads? Don't
2: make me bust out my shillelagh,
1: fucking. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He should have had one on on his Starfleet belt. Just next to his razor. A little little well, novelty Oh, and he's suddenly
1: racist against Cardassians. Like he doesn't trust those bastards. That does oh, happen and, in TNG. He, he talks about that a lot in one of the what? TNG episodes. That Cardassian comes aboard, and he's like, "Oh, those fucking asshole!" <laughs> <laughs> like
2: it's all fucking. That's a perfectly rational oh, paranoia. Just... They're clearly snake people. No, <laughs> snake no, just... Nazis. Any they're, any they're... good Catholic that's been reading his Bible knows that. Listen, you mix trust
3: the snake people. You mix an undead s- Nazi with a snake. <laughs> You got a Kardashian. You got a Kardashian. <laughs> you got Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I don't
1: think... Uh...
2: Okay, this is the Did you big see that video. fucking face? Yeah. Wow. Wait, this is This is the back acting. Back that up.
3: Back that up five seconds, Jesse, please. please. Please, 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 please.
1: The
2: stream is going to break heart, if I try to pull God.
3: it back. That face he made was amazing.
2: <laughs> oh, that's,
1: is, that, is he going into the white... White fog again?
2: He's in the white fog. He's getting a lot of revelations now. Her
1: spots aren't visible properly yet. They become more visible later. The makeup gets better. Her cougar spots? Yeah, her cougar spots that go all the way down to her ass. She keeps mentioning that all the time. Sexy. They Like a doctor is like, so how they get one far of down tasteful, do the spots go? They
2: get one of the tasteful 830 network TV shots where it's just like the naked back slipping into a tub. And you yeah,
1: go, yeah. whoa. Almost ass. as close as we're going to get.
2: <laughs> that is... <laughs> About an inch
3: as close as we're ever gonna get, <laughs> like almost ass. See you in my dreams. You might, Dax. you might, you might even get the top cup of the of the buttocks where, it, like, it starts to shape into a circle. But you're not gonna get much lower than that. Just that little little tiny curve. Mm-hmm. I think pancake. That- all, Incision.
1: Of, all of first season the doctor keeps trying to hit on her and she completely rejects him
2: she's like i don't even know what you're talking about but i'm as soon a as 75 Worf year old steps man on the station... Man. whoa they hook up
1: instantly whoa he like Worf throws that dick around <laughs> he breaks her ribs during like the, her he's like he's so polite session. though is
2: it just yeah. the 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 deepness of his voice that does it he keeps he's it like in he's like a tortured warrior poet <laughs> like
3: so by he, he walks body. around he's like my honor knows no bounds. They're it was like, strong, oh, my God, type. Whoa. They want to get inside of his fucking force field. They
1: want to help him. He does set that. Set his face to stand.
2: Yeah. He just talks about, like, Leonard Cohen-esque dark, tortured
3: he, poet. I, I mean, watched he, my, he my lover He reads fucking playing an opera. <laughs> Malota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's
3: the best moment in Star Trek. Period. In all of canon he, walk, he walks into that bar and there's like a four-handed organist playing on a <laughs> piano. So a fat lady <laughs> that keeps trying to hit on. And she's chewing on some kind of crazy addictive cinnamon stick that she tries to offer him and he goes, no, I don't touch the stuff. <laughs> He's like, do you know any Klingon opera? I don't get a lot of requests for it.
1: Surely you must know at least one theme from Oxfu and Melota. Melota.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then she fucking sings it. And then it's like some dissonant, crazy noise music. <laughs> and she starts singing it. And then Michael Dorn makes this face he like he's hearing a song he hasn't heard since he's like four years old. Aww. He starts looking off into the distance all proud, and then he just sings out, Maluta!
2: So, I mean, am I crazy, but if he's raised by these Russian people, shouldn't he be more into, like, Russian culture? Like, why is he even oh, care he about clean he fucking loves, like, he, well,
3: epic Russian opera. opera. <laughs> he drinks
1: prune juice all the time. <laughs> the borscht. He's really into prune
3: juice. Someone gives it to him, prune juice, he's like, oh, well, it's a warrior's drink
1: fucking makes you shit, baby. He keeps you up.
2: Does he ever get to play in the snow?
1: I don't know. They think. never... I don't, I don't know that they he ever be, He goes on snow. a spy mission with snow when he has to, like, try and save a bunch of Klingons from, like, a Romulan camp. Oh, yep, yep, yep. That does happen. They
3: go to a couple icy planets, but not often. Because I feel like the show was filmed... That's in the end of r- TNG it was where filmed they, in they California, start having so. really,
1: really good plots. When uh, him and fucking Picard and Dr. Crusher, who looks amazing in, like, a, like a Velcro suit... Oh, cool. Oh, like, a, like a
3: weird one-piece oh, like one one, one, that one has one piece piece face wet, cut like, out of it? That? Oh, that's a sexy look for her. God damn. Oh, Beverly Crusher. They the really onesie. don't have
1: any alter, like any, anything like that on this show. There's the Jadzia Dax character who's supposed to be the sexy one. And she is. They replaced her with the he, other
3: Dax halfway through who is, like, I, almost as good looking or maybe even, like, you know, a little bit. She's
1: hot, but she's, like...
3: She's no seven. She doesn't, seven have, she of doesn't nine. have
1: the gravitas. She's not seven of nine.
3: Seven of nine was easily,
1: easily the, the biggest, the, the best candy. Like pow, eye candy power product. play move yeah.
3: from a television executive on a Star Trek show where he yeah. came in, he was like, "This show sucks. If you don't fucking get ratings now, you're canceled." And they fired the, <laughs> the
1: shitty one and hire seven of nine. Yeah, and they're just amazing. like, "All right,
3: get Jerry Ryan. Just get the biggest tits and ass you can find on a blonde hair and like." Put her in the show. And let's but be honest, she was they, actually a good actress. Like, in terms of fall. like
2: art direction, you know, the whole Borg angle—they really simplify it. They basically get it down to she just has a microchip she has an iPad, on her eyebrow. Yeah. That's
3: it. When she well, first, when she first,
1: they they do that. They they take her shit out. they crush it out. They 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 try to humanize her. They do her. it
3: kind of um, gradually. It's there's a jarring jump where suddenly she's just human, sexy again. But for the first few episodes that she shows up. She's, she's like a she's a bald, yeah. mangled Borg. Oh, okay. and then and then they remove. They take the
1: nanoprobes and, out of her bloodstream, uh, and they take all the fucking just d- d- like despite, implants out.
3: Despite being a mangled, bald Borg, she still is in like she's a skin tight, gigantic, Whoa. titted suit. Like Whoa. they're not hiding her sexuality even in like her, in her first appearance. Even the Borg liked it. Even the Borg apparently, um, and uh, that's another thing about voyager like while we're kind of like back there for a second and then that borg borg thing is that they develop the the consciousness and the motivation of the borg
1: i think that's the only good thing that voyager ever did like big big world building wise they They
3: developed the borg into something that's actually like really
1: did a couple yeah they had a couple of good alien species but mostly they just did yeah they did shit all but the, the
3: borg is what they did well they do this great uh arc that goes through almost all the seasons because the, the Borg is supposed to basically live in and have spawned in and the, Delta, the quadrant? Delta Quadrant so they're in the, the Inter- or fucking Voyager finds itself in Borg territory Boop. and so it's surrounded by them and they know they're there and they're kind of leaving them alone and seeing what they'll do and uh, a big storyline that happens is that they stumble bite. on this crazy war that's going on with, between the Borg and this weird, like, mantis species. From,
1: like, a different dimension. <laughs>
3: From, like, a liquid dimension or some <laughs> crazy shit. It's so stupid. It's, like, it's a ridiculous premise. But it's, like, the only <laughs> they thing. They invite the mantis like into the collective afterwards? No! No, because no, they're they're the best at <laughs> killing the Borg. So the, um. the, the the humans on Voyager kind of see this inner conflict going on
1: where and they trade free passage for given the like doing the independence day thing and given the biological liquid species of virus yeah so the borg let them like but they basically commit genocide whoa and then uh captain january can move through borg territory afterwards but yeah just the, comes back to bite them in the ass there's
3: really cool storylines it's just a shame that the casting director on that show was actually nap. brain damaged <laughs> like they had wouldn't. some sort of like someone hit him with a
1: shovel really hard the day he got They hired. had such <laughs> terrible character <laughs> fucking neelix oh my god that character should have been incinerated in episode two he was so gross looking it's not he, he looked, just, looked like somebody shaved out like a ball sack with like <laughs> a like a like a thing on his head he looked He's like a
3: shaved elf he legit does look like a shaved elf He's got whiskers and he's got that weird head shape where it gets kind of like smaller as it tapers Eww. off towards his skull. Eww. Like his skull was put into a fucking every so uh, often you'll be you'll cone. be clicking
2: through thirty second porn clips and you'll run into like <laughs> the male actor in yeah, the porn it clip that kind of looks like that thing. They're on Jeremy like Syndrome. Body patch hair and he's like all red. He's like kind of this weird clammy ginger thing. You don't want
1: that. You don't want Neelix in your porn.
3: You don't want a Neelix,
1: a cat person, cat man, in your fucking porn. It took them like four seasons to get rid of him. It's just so long. What happened to him? Uh, he got he left
2: on
3: an like asteroid. No, honestly, first.
1: it's even it's even later than that. He, he has rem- a child bribe He, rem-
3: he, he remembers it as being four seasons. They don't get rid of him until like season six, <laughs> and it's he still shows up every Ten other favorite. episode by via like view screen where he comes up. He's Playing like chess with somebody. Oh, what a fucking idiot! There's probably one of the worst episodes of Star Trek. What are his characteristics? He's He's uh, a huge pussy. He was like a rogue type uh, scavenger for this species that was like more or less wiped out. Like a lot of them had been wiped out. I guess they're called Talaxians or something like that.
1: Yep, you remembered
3: it. I do. Um, and he's sort of like a rogue type scavenger who's been sort of scamming
1: his way. He also has a child bride. He's he's all he's he, all. he has a lady who's seven years old who is his wife, and it's weird because she's yeah. like one of those species that live only thirteen years. But he's she's still the only Allen. seven years old. But Woody she Allen looks nineteen. She looks at least nineteen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but then she um, ages really quickly. But like over the course of like
3: e- easily yeah. the worst episode I've ever seen, because a couple of the, the worst episodes in Star Trek history are attributed to that show. Despite the Scott Bakula one being so shitty, it's, it's just boring shitty. Yeah,
1: Scott Bakula's consistently lame. Voyager is outlandish shitty.
3: <laughs> where it has this episode where Neelix and their black Vulcan, Tuvok, get into, like, a transporter accident and get combined into one person Yeah, Tuvix. Tuvix Fucking Tuvix. Who's, like, an awkward... Black Cat Man Vulcan, who's like really logical but also sensitive and like loves to cook, <laughs> and oh my god, the whole episode is so infuriating. You spend the whole time being like, I can't believe I'm watching this.
1: I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't get over. Like, I think the worst episode of Voyager for me was. Oh look, okay, dcs nine is over. Uh, the worst episode of Voyager for me was when they all get accelerated evolution and Tom Paris and Harry Kim. Fuck the species that Kate and Janeway turns into. Yeah, they turn into a... And it turns into, like, a weird, like,
3: swamp slug. The the premise of the episode is that they, they break the warp 10 barrier. Yeah, and it makes them, and, like, accelerate, when, like,
1: when, their gene pool or some shit like when
3: that. You, when you go warp 10 you're everywhere in the universe at once which doesn't think <laughs> going really fast just makes you everywhere and everything and then it makes humans devolve into weird like no no it's evolve com- com- evolve or devolve whatever yeah. into like kimono or uh what are those dragons like those, those salamanders <laughs> those are weird like yeah. salamanders and then they fuck each other and then there's an awkward scene at the end where are like, oh, we fucked these weird lizards. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> they, remember. they remember. That was the weird thing. They fucking remember. We are going to make know, the dirtiest Star Trek podcast of yeah. all time. Oh, it's going to be yeah. great.
2: You know, and we'll pass the notes on to CBS and say like, you know what, you gotta take some chances here. Like, we've all seen Game of Thrones. We want something a little bit more mature.
1: I think if I, if I was making we've a Star- seen Hodor's
3: dick, we can take anything. If at I this was
1: point. Ma- if I was making a Star Trek show, definitely no censorship. They should like be able to say fuck in the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, that's that, that's not that big of a deal. But it's not. It's not. But also, like, bring back the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Because they took, like every, sh- like, every Star Trek shows a reflection on the time that it was made in, right? So in the 90s, I made Deep Space Nine because they were, you know, that's, that, that kind of reflects the international situation a little bit. Like, they didn't have any one big enemy. They had a whole bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. And in the 2000s, it start, started to get devolved. Nobody knew what to do, so they had Voyager, and then they had the Scott Bakula show that had. You know, been so, what do you think done. the the mood of the times calls so I for? I think I think right now they have to go back to hard sci-fi, right? Yeah. Um, Three Body Problem, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, like stuff that you know, because because originally, like the the, the starting the next generation, it was. Um, they were trying stuff that had to do with actual possible things in science fiction, and then eventually they got away from it mm-hmm. because the actors and the writers took over. uh so there was no big visionary, right? Because like, at like uh, the warp, like the warp drive on Star Trek is based on like ideas that are actually real like, things existed in science, and they still do, and, right? And
3: in the in the in the scripts for TNG, like a big thing they talk about is when they were writing the scripts. They would get to a point in which it was going to be kind of like an explanation of what was happening on a tech level, and the writers would just write tech, 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 tech in in brackets. And they would bring a consultant, and they and they pass it off to actual like physicists and scientists who would then come up with uh, at least some like a theory that has like a, a basis. A theory in that stuff. has a basis that has been talked about and written about. They would kind of correlate but- real information into the script. To, which is why the show sounds so like complicated So this this line back consistent. started
1: at Deep Space Nine when uh, Gene Roddenberry was gone, and the actors really wanted to make you know compelling human interest stories. Yeah, and they wanted to do theater, so they just started you know doing space, human Shakespeare. Yeah, they did. They, did, they started space, doing space, Shakespeare. Shakespeare, which is fine, but the science Shakespeare three thousand bar started going <laughs> away. Super Shakespeare three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they they tried to they tried to bring a little bit of back like of science fiction back in Voyager, but uh, that show had a lot of like writing issues. Mm-hmm. So See, I'm they, conflicted they about a new do that.
3: a new show. Part of me says Going Dark is like kind of a cool idea and making mm. a really dark, gritty show that's, that's would be cool. But then the other part of me says that, like, we're mm. more ready for a corny, not gritty show now than ever because all we've had are
1: I really, don't, I, really gritty things. I don't think it has to be gritty. I'm tired of, like, things that are like, dark. It, consistently... Just, like, visually dark. You can't fucking see shit on the screen anymore.
3: Since, since the 2000s, in terms of, like, really great acclaimed shows, like Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, all these shows are, like really dark and gritty we haven't had other than lame shitty sitcoms we haven't had just a likable enjoyable show that was also like weirdly light and corny well i I don't think that
2: they're you can do both at the same time I think yeah. that one of the, of the aspects of Better Call Saul that I like is that they're establishing that you can do drama that doesn't necessarily involve characters wanting to kill one
0: another. True. You know? Right.
2: So they could be scientists and they're they have rival interests that are are uh, clashing I just, and I stuff have an issue but Initially
1: the art direction, every every mm. movie I've seen recently, every show I've seen recently is just dark. Literally yeah. Dark. Oh, yeah, you that too. Fucking, you can yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, see yeah. shit. Yeah, you and can And the part of the reason I like the, the is you can see everything. You can mm-hmm. see this, what the spaceships look like on the screen. They're little models and they look really great. They can, see, you can, when they're in a room, it's well lit. Yeah. You can see, like, the sitting on a chair. Even when the lights
3: dim for it, red it, alert, yeah. it's still very much it's lit bright. up you dramatically. Can,
1: because that's what it would be like. You'd want to see who you're in the room with, right? Yeah. Are they trying to preserve also electricity? See the, what the fuck is this bullshit? The
3: cool features of the room, the well-designed features of this the sweet There's starfleet the people bridge. a lot
1: of people are trying to save on the, that kind of stuff like start like the the
2: that was a funny pivot there we were talking about like thematically dark and then he is like no i mean literally <laughs> it's too <still laughs> dark why don't they it's turn still... the lights on
3: <laughs> but no those are those things go hand in hand like when things become too thematically dark yeah, you can lean you can lean on uh, shadowy shots being a part of your world because it's already this very negative... I'm trying to set a mood. Yeah, you're <laughs> trying to set a mood. But when you're dealing with something that it could be stressful but in a, a grander theme is still sort of utopian, you have to light that well. And that means that the sets and the costumes and the props all have to look good and be designed well because they're going to be visible. It
1: also means you have to write well because yeah. when you're relying on like... 15 different studios that create visual effects for you and they just, like, make everything blurry and put, like, 15 filters on it and make it dark, then, you know, you make it shiny, you put an effect somewhere, you put, like, a flame or an electricity thing, and you don't have to rely on writing And you get that weird hypnotism after
2: stuff like that where it's shallow to the point where you don't follow the story and you knew there was a bunch of stuff happening... But you can't really explain to somebody what the episode was yeah, about no, no, like look, okay, like okay the new star trek up.
1: movies does anyone remember what happens in them no like i don't fucking remember the i con. remember benedict cumbersnatch fights somebody on a building and he attacks <laughs> that
2: name's funny the cumbersnatch <laughs> he like he shoots he shoots the meeting and
0: yeah, then I, yeah but but and why? spock is mad remember why? and he's
2: punching people i remember vulcan
3: getting destroyed and the, yeah, there was a, a Oh, yeah, they did that. Yeah, that they was changed the first into, movie, like, though, wasn't it? Yeah, toilet. the first movie. That's all I remember. I remember the first movie. Yeah, why that don't we the first kill the, the,
1: the thing that is interesting and just, ugh, that's just stupid. I
3: mean, that's what happens when you give something to J.J. Abrams. You, oh, let it, you let it go to somebody who's just not... He's set out to be like, eh, I'm an anti-conventions guy. I'm just going to be like whatever I think is the opposite of what you probably want i'm just gonna do that
2: he's kind of like you remember when you were a kid and you invited your little friend over and they would start playing with your toys but not in the way that you you condone yeah he's just like no you're not supposed to use that figure like that no no no
3: batman doesn't isn't friends with the joker you can't like (laughs) batman doesn't ride the green goblin (laughs) glider yes he
1: does
3: (laughs) (laughs) no jj i don't have a problem with
1: like fucking over fans but mm-hmm. i don't just i just don't like when the tone of the thing that uh, he's doing is wrong right because mm. he he, do, he doesn't care he's so about the property right he so, just he just wants to make a good movie in his head but so he's not, it doesn't make it the good star trek film
3: he's like a more reserved version of michael bay yeah where jj J. abrams at least he he clings to certain things like of the proprietary, yeah. Like he he, yeah. he at least tries to find the things that are relatable in the product he's trying to recreate. Like so Star Wars and Star Trek, both of which he directed, he 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 hit the right notes. No, he didn't. Not no, the Star Trek, Trek ones. In the it, in it, the Star it, Trek the ones one. are
1: the worst Star Trek movies out of all the movies, including no, but the one with Talking Whale. It, it,
3: I love the Talking Whale <laughs> one. <world. laughs> That's a weird movie. But no, but in terms of like the original Star Trek show, he kind of hit those notes. In like a modern way that they could have never done then. If they had had the technology then, maybe that show would have resembled a little more of what he had done. That, that, that no. But uh, no. He's, yeah, he's like Michael Bay in where he, he he wants to make everything like a crazy intense spectacle. We'll everything going. has to be this fucking drive to your fucking nuts. Like punch you in the throat.
1: He goes very... Here's some uh, shit. Like we're numbers. diving out Don't of the
3: atmosphere.
2: I know the least about this subject but it seems like all of the trek movies are dumb aren't they yeah they're all terrible like they don't have the same tone as the series it's it's yeah. way too it's, fast-paced they're, all stupid. they're, they're trying they're to all make sure, sure it's commercial it so yeah. they they would focus in on action instead of just although some procedural. of them have their
3: moments mm. i mean generations as stupid as that movie actually is has its, has its like, five to ten minute chunks is that, that when, are...
1: When, when, when Picard's eaten by the energy field and Captain Kirk is riding a horse around him, is that part? Is that,
3: that No, that? that's a dumb... That's a dumb part of the movie. Because that, that, that <laughs> was a great part. When, no, it like, when, when, uh, <laughs> when, when, when
1: Picard's, like, chopping wood and uh, Kirk that comes is by... That is funny. That's a really funny Without part. Without a shirt?
3: Like, Kirk's just hanging out in Fantasyland. That is yeah. a funny part of it. No, but there are, like... Five to ten minute chunks of all the Star Trek movies that are thoroughly, as a Star Trek fan, enjoyable. They slip in a scene or two. They're like, oh, this is kind of what I was wanting out of this. I know it's not all I'm going to get because they're appealing to a more layman audience than they would typically be doing. But The only one I'm familiar with
2: is The Voyage Home. And the thing that I liked about that concept Um. when I was a kid is that... The whales are the saviors of the earth. <laughs> you like, like the whale movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got this alien probe that's coming to destroy the world, and it's whales the are emissary. All, 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 all. The whales <laughs> speak the same it. language as the thing. I thought that that was an interesting Save the twist. fucking whales, guys. <laughs> it was an <laughs> interesting twist because it's, it's a non-human-centric story, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You put like a, a sentient character from the planet that is the savior. Also, it's be the, wears a hat. you
3: also give them a really, really uh, convenient way to film a Star Trek movie yep. without, without building without sets, any money, because you just film it in California. <laughs> yeah. In the summertime, where it's just I'm like,
2: well, f- I'm from Ohio. I the only work film in space. Ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there is an episode of Deep Space Nine when they go back in time, but there's, mm-hmm. they have Ferengis in there, and they catch them in Roswell and stuff, and they kept trying to, like, There's a Voyager
3: episode where they go back to 1994, and they meet fucking Sarah Silverman. Tom <laughs> Paris meets Sarah Silverman and Ed, Beg- Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> not, as, not as not they're, obviously, They should have done an X-Files
2: crossover where they found those fucking Ferengis on the... Oh, Area that's 51. a fucking good idea. <laughs>
3: they almost let's bring it, all this together. There. Yeah. They're going to make a fucking next film movie. They should have. With va- the they should have spinned
1: off <laughs> fucking Riker into Voyager <laughs> instead of Tom Paris, because mm. Tom Paris is a shitty like poor man's Riker, right? Mm. But I don't think. It, was, I think Frakes was getting tired. Well, he was like a director, of, like, yeah. like a whole bunch of
3: like. You can so. T- you direct game. the movie Blizzard with the talking fucking reindeer. <laughs> One of my favorite games to play when you're watching TNG is uh, in the cold open, before it's shown any of the credits, can you name the guest director? It has to be after season three, because it really isn't until season three where the cast members start directing episodes. Oh, yeah. But you get, it's a fine tradition. you get fucking Michael Dorn, you get uh, Jonathan Frakes. All sorts of these cast members start directing episodes, and you can start telling the, the telltale signs. So of, what's a
2: Michael Dorn episode kind of feel
3: like? Uh, bland. Bland. It has it has a certain blandness to it. And, it, I mean, a, a kind of dead giveaway for most of them is the focus on actor. Yeah, instead because of- Jonathan Frakes loves to open his own episodes with a very intense scene with Riker either acting super dramatic or playing dramatic, trombone or playing and about to fuck somebody, <laughs> like it's really clear that you are like, oh yeah, Jonathan Frakes.
1: Jonathan Frakes is an. Extra I call him Frosted
3: from, Frakes. He's he's an extra from
1: nine hundred two one zero. He's like a buddy of like those guys.
3: Frosted Frakes, Deadpan Dorn, they they direct the kind of best episodes, I
1: believe gates mcfadden the The scottish episode right yeah i believe she fucked a ghost on the scottish planet
3: yeah so beverly crusher directs her own episode where she goes to scottish planet. she dance uh she does dance in that episode excellent she dances and she fucks a crazy scottish cyber ghost that gives her infinite pleasure yeah that's a great (laughs) that's
2: that's what i would do on my episode what was that Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie where it was a total vanity thing? Oh, Don John, it? where he just Don like watched, was addicted yeah. to porn? He's Don like, I got this idea, Scarlett Johansson. You're going to be in this
3: movie, and I'm going to be like your love, boyfriend. We love to fucking watch porn <laughs> yeah. and argue, and I'm going to work think? out the whole time. What do you think? What do you think of that? Sounds and, good. And, Twenty you'd million would be working for that was scale. would be working for favors. He didn't even say that. He said, Scarlett Johansson, I got this movie. $20 million. You in? She, yeah, okay.
2: You got to sign the check first. <laughs> That's...
3: all I gotta do is show up, all right,
2: I'm in. you know we're not gonna actually be making out right it's, I'm gonna be acting. It's, it doesn't matter. my friends bro. my friends are gonna think I'm a hero
3: i wonder I wonder how much for like someone like Ascarjo uh it costs for a vanity director to get her to make out with him in a scene like how how much does someone have to start putting down? to really <sighs> disrupt the the personal morals of an actor or an actress of an actor where, like a successful actor i don't yeah, think that's gonna happen where they where they they're already successful they don't need money well but there's always more money mm. that's when you become that rich that's the thing like yeah the are, you, are you trying to put yourself into will the mind will smith of would Scotland only do like 20 million dollar movies the dude was like cashing in on every single movie and not doing good movies. He's not doing things that are good. And he must know that they're not good. He's, he's just, in the Empire business now. He's just making that fucking cash. Yeah. He's like Juicy J. He's in just... He doesn't care how he does it. He just get money. You just gotta get the money and then have exactly. it. Have money. Yeah. Black Empire. Black Empire. Mm-hmm. Get and have buy it. Buy
2: some basketball teams. Buy some, you know, real estate. No they should, problem. They
1: should have had more sports in uh, the StarCraft universe. Mm-hmm. They have chess. Well, they're nerds, right? They have... They show Picard yeah. fencing. Oh, yeah. That's a total, it's a total a lot. That's yeah, a total sport. Yeah, fencing. They, they don't do, like, basketball or just oh, they water ta- polo. Yeah, They
3: talk about uh, a, a sport called Parisi Squares. They never show it, but it's supposed to be very dangerous, and people break their limbs all the time. Riker hurt himself, and then his, like, surrogate son himself playing Parisi Square. That's squares. an
2: interesting concept, right? You've got the medical technology to heal bones. Well, Picard rides injuries, his horse on like, the holodeck, all day. so they should be doing like crazy risky stuff in the holodeck. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I mean climbing without I ropes just, and stuff. I
1: just think that like the cleanup crew for the holodeck has like the worst job in Starfleet because but all they have to Oh, do the is semen. Stole the fucking semen. Yeah. So how? How Maybe you got to mop it... up after yourself. Oh, you think it's like a pool kind of thing? I think
2: it's a just pool just... thing. You gotta you gotta you wipe like down the machines engine. afterwards.
3: <laughs> yeah. Spray guys, it, guys. I think legit the holodeck addiction generation has been born. Mm-hmm. Like we're there. Yep. In in about five ten years, they're gonna have oh, rooms room. like you know that what? where you are just gonna be fucking. Going back to
2: our our spinoff, our, our new sex track. Sex track. Um, we should uh, we should make a VR experience that just. Takes all of our sexy Star Trek ideas and applies it to the VR experience. That is very easy. Data's first pleasure.
1: Stuff really, really easily.
2: Holodeck sex.
1: Oh man, that game jam. And we like can. Oh. me so hard. Yeah. And we <laughs> can map
2: like the the skins of all
3: of the Star Trek actors onto. Yeah,
1: it's easy. You just like take a blank mannequin and put Johnson fucking Frank's face on it.
3: Here, here's here's an interesting thing for you to know, since you just said that. So I'm working for a company right now. We just bought a shitload of VR equipment and are, like, talking to developers about making stuff for VR, like, proprietary for, like, renting. So we should probably think about that, actually. Let's let's just capitalize on VR, everybody. (sighs) Because, seriously, it's here and it's going to be fucking crazy huge. Like... When the PS when the PS four one launches in October,
1: Yeah, that's that's gonna be a big That's one. gonna be a
3: fucking big deal.
1: <sighs> There's a uh, the porn websites already have a VR category. All the
3: all the porn websites have fucking filthy
1: VR porn. It's just it's right there like with the categories.
3: I, I feel like it's gonna be
2: the domain of, of video game yeah. manufacturers. I don't think the VR video well, is interesting. Just
3: recently the, the video game I've been waiting most for, No Man's Sky. No Man's mm-hmm. Sky is then, it uh, got it got delayed. It was supposed to come out this month, June twenty first. They're gonna port it. Uh, it's it got delayed to August 9th, and they didn't say what the specific reason was. But the PSVR launches uh, about a month and a half later than that.
1: I don't know if that's the case, but uh no. it, it would be very easy to port it for VR. very e- and like the.
3: I I firmly believe that the PS. VR is going to launch with probably a dozen super super strong have, launch titles. I might fucking have to buy
2: piece. Like they
3: they have Eight consoles. They have been pushing pushing that pretty hard and it's they they said that it's going to launch with over 100 compatible titles at launch date. So with that number already sort of put out, like 100 launch titles that are PSVR ready you got to think about 10% of those are going to be AAA hard push titles that are completely, like, super realistic
1: and immersive. It would
0: be good to this, have a... Uh,
1: this is the industry of the next, like, 5 to 10 years. I think if they made a new Star Trek series, it would be good to make the ship with, like, one big holodeck instead of just having, you know, chairs and, like... Four oh, games. yeah. Ooh. Like, they're not even right. traveling
2: through space. It's yeah, all just it virtual
1: be just experiences. A, a big barn, no. right? No, he mean, no, no, no. I mean, means just, they like, are traveling all through this
3: shit sh- should be just force fields, Right. Like and an, they can reconfigure it at yeah. will like the ship is like a big holodeck ship
2: but i'm taking it one step further to oh, say like happening. you don't really need to travel different
1: places
3: like you could have all virtual you're talking about a show where people play no man's sky yeah that's yeah. not that's not that
1: <laughs> i'm just saying you know they could be traveling inside uh, you know like a like a like a hill and a lake and like lord of the rings they play whatever. no
2: man's sky and there's hand jobs is that's this the connection yeah <laughs> sex track <laughs> I don't know if this is uh, that's fuck track
3: that's fuck track 2.0 yeah so right. we're nearing the new uh, the uh, the old two hour mark yeah we gotta we wrap, this wrap this up we probably wrap this up so this is a new podcast this is not Idea Grave <laughs> This not, uh, this is it's tentatively called <laughs> first, fuck track first. <laughs> this is Idea Grave xxx <laughs> fuck track fuck track deep 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 nine deep deep nine deep deep 69 <laughs> We'll figure out an actual name for it as we go, but I, was, I think...
1: Uh, I was going to talk about that in the beginning. A <laughs> continually, continually
3: evolving, got derail, evolving it's format.
1: Watching the thing. I, um,
3: d- I do think we should just do this every <laughs> week. <laughs> this, is, this is the you new know, one. until we get bored, we'll do something else. Yeah, okay. okay. Whatever you want, gentlemen. We'll watch Babylon 5. Was Babylon! 5. And then we'll try and force our way through Stargate, which is the worst. No, show. no, 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 no. I'm weird not doing Egyptian that.
1: shit. Nope. Starts well, the, the MacGyver's where I draw the gonna line. We're going to have to He's, clockwork yes. Orange Ilya <laughs> with Davis not, Island's not, open. I watched the first two seasons <laughs> of Stargate. None of it was good. <laughs> it's just, Stargate. It's just a fucking, you know. It's do you like the film? Road, the film? The film was great, but that has nothing to do with the series. Year.
2: Oh, I thought that the series was... Cause Just cause a film I but with MacGyver.
1: It's loosely based on it and it has heart. MacGyver in it, but it's not really the same
3: thing. Nothing's gonna never me not gonna be oh, Fuck Trek.
2: We're TM Fuck and Trek.
3: Trademark. Fuck Trek Deep Deep Sixty Nine. <laughs> T
2: shirts available. I'd,
3: I'd, I'd this see. episode of Fuck Trek was brought to you by <laughs> Halo Brew at uh, Wallace and Campbell, delicious fucking Indie Ale. Uh, uh,
2: we had some chicken amazing salad. <laughs> makeshift salad with some kimchi. That was, was really good. good. Salad. Some
3: figs. A bag of figs, I see. Uh, dispensary weed from Bellwood Dispensary. Back open after the fucking riots. It is? Because yeah, I got yeah. there and it was Whoop. fucking great. The best. I love Bellwood Dispensary. Thank you so much for being a store I can go in like Willy think, Wonka. Do you think going
1: to keep going or are uh, they going to close them all up in a couple months?
3: I think that they got, a, got away with what they're doing because they're not from BC. They're not like weird capitalist convenience store owners, they set it up properly, and apparently, from their perspective, the government is cashing their HSD checks right now, which is a good sign because their HSD checks are bringing in a bunch of money for the government because they are selling a crazy amount of weed. I'm pretty sure they're
1: going to be open at Since least. I for- bought some. That means that every idiot bought some.
3: Every time I go in,
1: I'm not that like a constant buyer of anything.
3: I I, like I'll go in and like typically I'm going to spend between 50 and 70 bucks at a dispensary when I go in. I'm going to kind of like load up for a week or two. There'll be people in front of me who are buying $600 worth of weed because either they smoke that much or they're dealing on the side or they're just buying for multiple people. But these dispensaries are fucking raking it in. And Bellwood Dispensary, shout out to my fucking church. Thank you for having the best weed in the city. There also seems
2: to be something political going on with the cops because they did a bunch of high-profile gang raids at the same time that they were well, attacking. They did, they them. A... It's like, is their budget under review or something? They're, they're having there must a very bad year
1: because a whole bunch of people got killed, right? So they need, to, they need to show that they're doing something.
3: We had a very bad year. <laughs> It's it's the a, dispensary's full.
1: Well, no, but the police is fault. I mean,
3: right. the ra- uh, like, again, this is an idea grave, so we'll cover this on another episode. This is fuck track. <laughs> this is fuck track. Oh, and
2: also we're rebranding into a weed podcast.
3: Oh, a weed fuck track <laughs> podcast. No, but the dispensary raids were kind of ridiculous. But I do. Like I get the point. Oh, I, I, I do It was getting I, out of control. Like I, I do understand. think this
1: is crazy, and I think none of these places should be open. Honestly, like I, I'm going to use them, but I think they should be closed. I think it I be don't. I road. just
3: think that the government should just tax we, them properly. We and, should
1: be sold through the LCBO. Uh, that's my opinion. That is I, what's going to happen. So it, you'll, it, you'll, it, you'll it, get your wish, Ilya. I, I just, it's I, not I, what
3: pot smokers want. The but only, it's the fair. only
2: um, problematic thing that uh, someone brought up to me, either Cam or Dean, it's unfair to. Be able to insinuate that people with addiction issues have to like go through the LCBO. Oh no, no, no! People marijuana. with addiction
1: issues will should should still be open. It's like, not. It's able not to a.
2: It's not a. It's not a toxic thing. I don't even know why we're that behaving be as if it's market. a drug.
1: The, 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 I think people should be selling it in drug market. Like, why? Advil. It's they, not dangerous. Eh. Advil not dangerous. This, this weed this is dangerous. Can, no, enough. you can die if you take enough aspirin. You can die if you smoke enough. This food. is a conversation toxic
3: for our weed related podcast. Dope Boys420. Dope Boys, 420.
2: <laughs> dope boys <laughs> okay, at Hotmail.com.
3: So, so it's no longer
2: idea hot grave. Mail. It's no longer fuck trick. It's <laughs> dope boys.
1: Hotbox mail. Hotbox.com.
3: Dope Boys420 at GeoCities. <laughs> Angel uh, check out my Angel fire. Fire. Angel fire. <laughs> Angelfire. Angelfire.com <laughs> <laughs> slash Bong Dragon Slayer 420 1969.
2: I'm gonna put you in charge of writing the episode descriptions, and I just want it to be a long list of non sequitur <laughs> right. titles.
3: Uh, Alright, so, let's kill this. Yeah, the end. Bye! <laughs> bye! Bye, guys! <laughs>
2: Fuck track. Well, bye. .com. FuckTrek.com.
3: FuckTrek.com. <laughs>